I think Miss Scarlet would probably just actually, in truth, have been found with her hands and legs bound and five gunshots to the back of her head, and it would have been ruled a suicide. I quit the podcast. Mm, You're not allowed. Okay. human brain is a rabbit with a greater strain of dna than a rabbit with a rabbit brain hello and welcome to this week's episode of to see or not to see starring me emily dorf me aaron keith uh, michael norris <laughs> emily you you I get it. you left michael out in the cold i sure did wow it's all right it i'm be me. sorry Guys, I, like I have something important like to tell it. you i'm actually aaron keith you know what though I'm sorry. <laughs> I really didn't. I really dropped the ball on that. But oh, I I'm, think we're fine. I'm just. I, are There's we? Try reasons. I, oh, oh, for like messing what? up. Well, because I've been drinking already. I'm yeah. potentially. Emily, who are you? Emily Dwarf. And Michael, I guess say your name. I already again. did, but uh, I, yeah. I'm Michael Norris. <laughs> this, this. I'm I'm playing the role of bad fiance. Your bad bad, bad bit ruiner. Bad bad yes, and bad bit ruiner. Yeah, well, Maybe I I'm guess you were a good bit ruiner. Pot- yeah, I I excel at Look being where bad. We're at now. <laughs> okay, you're doing content. <laughs> you're doing great at sucking. <laughs> That's what they say. Wait. <laughs> Okay, move along. This. Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, this week is my week, and I decided to do Clue. She's a movie about a board game. It's real fun. Yeah. Alicia Silverstein's great in it. Oh, is she? (laughs) Alicia Alicia Silverstein. I don't know the name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and um, um, Lindsay Lohan was in. A movie, too. A couple, I think. More than a couple. Wasn't she in Get a Clue? Yeah. Now yeah. Oh. Wake up. Who knew? It's me. We're it's talking you. about Knives Out. Yeah. I, I see. I'm I'm James Bond doing Foghorn Leghorn. I've never seen Knives Out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Well, we were we're getting off to the yeah. Thing, <laughs> we're a little goofy. Um. Anyway, yeah, I decided to um do Clue, which is a movie that I again saw on TV all the time when I was little and really really liked it. Um, especially because it has Tim Curry in it, and he's Bay. He's the best. Yeah, he's terrific. Everybody, name a Tim Curry oh, movie. Uh, Rocky Horror. What's the one he played the devil in? That's legend. Yeah. Too bad I named it. Yeah, you Shucks gotta do a different one. Shucks. I don't know. I'm not that big of a Tim Curry fan. I can't think of it on the spot. There's multiple ones. Thanks. <laughs> you can- <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, um, what have you seen? There's the one where he's on Wait, a boat. He's in New York in a hotel and he is... Absolutely. He's fucking around uh, with Dunstan it. checks in. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's right. We got bits. Today's today's we're doing, we're doing good. <laughs> I knew I'd think of one. We did it. <laughs> yeah, doing really good today. Um 
I guess I just wanted to start off with... I'm going to do that next week. I'm announcing it now. Neither. Oh, <laughs> checks it. Oh, boy. Neither of you have seen it before. God damn it. That's a different Tim Curry <laughs> movie. I'm looking up all the things that Tim Curry's been in. I've seen it before. I've seen it as oh, well. Oh, yeah, it. <laughs> I haven't seen his version. You haven't? No. Well, um, I think it has, like, having read the book, and watched both of them. I'd say it definitely has the like vibe of what Stephen King intended more. <laughs> I mean, it's missing the most important scene. Okay, what scene is that? You know. <laughs> it's not that important. It's pretty important. It's pretty horrible. How many pages was it? I don't know. It was a number of pages. I don't know. I didn't really dwell on it. I just told you the other day I quit reading a Stephen King book because I was too, like... Sometimes he can be pretty detailed. Emily, why did you pick Clue? I picked Clue because it's um, a fun, good movie. And it's kind of like Gilmore Girls and it's speediness and an airplane and it's comedy and it's just a good time it's pretty it's pretty apt description yeah that's pretty fun <laughs> the gilmore girls it's great good girls good girls yeah, yeah and airplane michael made the airplane reference earlier too yeah it's pretty accurate it's a good time there's a lot of have you guys a lot of sight gags there's a lot of um wordplay funny quip things yeah it was a lot of that uh, so this movie is based on a board game, which have you guys, I know you've played it, Michael. Have you played Clue, Aaron? I have. One of my, one of my favorite memories of Clue, I didn't play it until in my twenties, I think. Um, one time I was in New York with Logan and Lucy and we, we'd been doing New York stuff. And then one day we were just tired from running around. So we just drank beers and played Clue and it was a whole lot of fun. It was fun. I think the first time playing was... Because we played, I believe, with a group, or maybe it was... Brandon Randa's yeah. for you? Yeah, but we owned it as kids, but it was too, like, as young kids, so it was just too convoluted for us. So I just liked playing with the weapons, and I still have the little working monkey head wrench and a little bag of trinkets I have, because it's really cool, and it, it, it gets my goose... Michael's like a crow. He gathers. I gather weird. He gathers things. things. Little trinkets. I love little trinkets. It's so cool. It works. It's still a tiny baby. It's still just a tiny baby, but it still wrenches. Yeah, Yeah. I just played with. I just played with the weapons. Yeah, (laughs) and yeah, one one of my favorite memories of the board game is just like I said, being way drunk, and then whoever thinks they know it, you know, makes their declarative statement, Mm -hmm. and then when it's wrong. You just fucking bust out laughing. It's like, how did you get it wrong? And then it's just, it's so much fun. Like, it's fun. It's it was it's a perfect game to play when you're like, oh man, I don't want to go anywhere. That's how board games work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, it's another movie from the '80s because yeah. that's how I do, I guess. Um, it was released in 1985, directed by Jonathan Lynn. Um, the executive producer and story writer is John Landis. Uh oh. John Landis. Yeah. So he. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? Oh, he was. There was. He was. There's a movie that he worked on and that people died on. Oh, what one is that? There's a helicopter crash. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one, huh? Oh, yeah, that is. Chop. Oh man, that's rough. That was yeah. a rough one, wasn't it? Like a little kid yeah, too, kid. and a. 
woman or a man? It was a man. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. Spares. What movie was that? I don't remember. It I don't was, either. Wasn't it check. um Twilight Zone movie? It was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, she was... They got decapitated. Oh, there's two girl, two kids. I thought it was two kids. I wasn't a sure. A seven-year-old and a six-year-old. Dang. Because well, we've done seen the footage, and he's like holding both of them in his arms and in that pool. Sweet Jeebus. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty bad. bad. Well, anyway, he did this movie, too. <laughs> um, to my knowledge, no one died in Clue. As far as I... Ironically... Yeah. There's, that's the whole point of the movie. Yeah, what? <laughs> oh, I spoiled it. Okay, well, if you haven't played Clue, you probably at least know what the basis is, but you basically mm-hmm. want to figure out who killed who, or who killed what room and with what weapon. So, here we are. Quick tangent before we get into it. Okay, go off. <laughs> There's a sequence in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey where they have to play the Reaper in all these different games. And they play him in Clue, and it's really funny. I'll have to see that. They do Twister, and they do Battleship, and it's just, it's a it's a fun, and that's just like, best two out of three, and they just keeps adding numbers so that he can try and win, and it's... Oh, <laughs> we should give her a whirl sometime, Michael. I've only seen the first two Bill and Ted's, but they're both enjoyable. Dylan. I feel like I've seen them as a child on TV type of thing. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. That's I ain't seen him at all. Tangent over. Cease. Okay, so this, we get a little thingy at the bottom of the screen, a little note that this is taking place in 1954. And someone, there's a part in the movie where they play something on the television or the radio and you can kind of hear the news broadcast that's happening and someone tracked it down that it, it was basically in June of 1954 is when this would have happened. So... We open with um, meeting the first character we see on screen. Pretty much the first thing we see on screen is Tim Curry. Well, he's playing Wadsworth, who's a butler who buttles. Yeah, he does buttle. He buttles. He buttles well. Yes. And um, actually, I think Tim Curry is great in this role. I think everyone is great in this role. And it's an amazing cast. Yeah, it's an ensemble cast for sure. but uh, they originally wanted Rowan Atkinson to play him. Ooh. But they didn't think that he was well-known enough yet because it was prior to his Mr. Bean fame in America. Yeah. And they wanted someone that was more well-known in Tim he Curry. He would have killed it. I think he would have done great, but I think Tim Curry did excellent, Oh, Tim too. Curry is wonderful This is this. one of the movies that really made me go like, wow, I love Tim Curry. And then when I figured out when I got older that Tim Curry was the scary clown in It, I was like, what? Little girls, me, minds, blowns. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good one. Um, so we he's pulling up at this mansion, which is your typical spooky, you know, mansion. It's a dark, stormy night. The I like the theme playing. Thing. Oh yeah, the music um, is fun. Opening. It's, it's a fun. Good, it's a good time. The music is so written to the movie too. Yeah. Like it follows what's happening on the screen so often. It's very. It really helps with the charm of this whole movie. Oh yeah. I had no idea going in what this was going to be. I didn't know it was as funny and charming and witty as this. It's yeah. just. It's ridiculous too. Like it's. It's great. It's, keep going. It's a good time. Um. It's silly and not at all based on any sort of thing that could actually happen, but it's 
It's a it's a good one. It's a romp. It's a romp. I was gonna say romp, but I feel like I say everything's a romp. I'm That's just, why I did it. I took it this time. That's fair. Romper. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Yep. Anyway, he's getting up there, and these dogs are barking at him. <laughs> I gotta be honest. They come up. I'm just gonna throw it out here now. They come up one other time in the movie when it's needed for the plot, and after that, they're just not in existence anymore. <laughs> Enjoy the storm, little doggos. <laughs> they going just, on. It doesn't matter. Um, but they're basically protecting the front door, so he has to give them um, some bones to shut them up before he goes inside, so he doesn't get attacked dogs by them. Love bones. So they sure. I like. Do. I liked how he threw the the two bones, and they waited to go together. I know they're such good boys. They're sweet <laughs> bobos. Yeah, they are. They just acting on being mean. Are they really mean? That's what I no, want to know. Sweetheart. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're sweet bones. Um. Also, this and so he goes inside, and it's gorgeous. Every room in this place is gorgeous. All the furniture is gorgeous. It's just a really gorgeous, gorge. Mm-hmm. And. Every single room is a set except the ballroom, and the outside is not real. So that oh, sucks. No. But it's super cool. And the sets actually ended up being used in Dynasty after. Oh. Yeah, so hey, it works out. Um, so anyway. Did shoot JR. That's Dallas. That's yeah. Dallas. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's all a dream, anyways. Anyway. Spoilers. Dream. Oh, shit. Well, this is the whole point of this fucking podcast. Well, yeah, we're supposed to spoil Clue. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> now we'll never be able to 80s. cover Dynasty <laughs> or Dallas. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm sure people listening to this are heartbroken. Um, so we meet Yvette, who is the maid, and she's got... Uh, Boobs. Yep. Two of them. Actually, that's why that actress, uh, Colleen Camp, was cast in the movie, because she showed up in a maid's uniform like that, exactly. And they were like, Came they literally the say in interviews, okay. like, yeah, we, we couldn't avoid it. We just gave it to her because she wore that outfit. And va-boom, va-boom. And she's French. She's so French. She definitely hit the French, French part, too. <laughs> Naturally. She's very, she very nasally. That's what Madame always said. you got to have the right nasal. Madame french teacher yeah high school she's she was the best anyway um the she also we also see the cook who is uh sharpening a knife getting ready for dinner and is being very aggressive about it we end up back at the front door where we hear uh colonel mustard who's played by martin mull who's another one of my favorites um he's the first one to arrive outside of uh wadsworth tim curry's character and we learn that uh Basically, everyone coming to dinner not using their real names. Everyone's going to go by, you know, color-based monikers like they do in the game. It's pretty fun. This is... This is we, get, we, get, we get some dog poop bits. Quentin Wait. Tarantino ripped this off. There's... What? Quentin Tarantino ripped this off. Oh, yeah. Dogs. With the color thing. Yeah. It's true. It's true. That's what happened. He... It's like, ah, oh, Clue's great. I mean, that's all he ever does is rip things off anyways. Oh, shit. Hey, Come at me, boyfriend. Anyway. He is the family guy of movies. Damn. I just want to be mean. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, you're being a mean. But that's, I'm not upset about it. Um. Then, so, yeah. So, this is Colonel Mustard, like I said. Um. 
Then we meet Mrs. White, who is played by Madeline Kahn, who is absolutely awesome in this role. Everything she does and says is just perfect. She's the best. And I will point out that even though everyone's wearing or named after a color, they're not wearing their colors. I like this. I have it written down because when she first came in, well, I don't know. Are you going to talk about that? She says, why Miss White? And then he takes her coat and it's just boom. It's a white under her under yeah, the liners all white the rest of her she's just completely in yeah. black from head to toe mm-hmm. her hair's black her outfit's black her almost in like a funeral she, guard yeah, she's got like a funeral veil mm-hmm. on yeah she's the best and she like flares her little jacket open when she comes inside and she's, it's bright she white. might be it's one of my favorite besides tim curry she might be my favorite in this i like her character is so eccentric and funny oh she's just the little nuances she puts into it yeah. really Really make it good. Um, I anyway. remember her from other things, but it doesn't matter. I can't. I can't remember what. So I can matter. check if you want me to. She's pretty great. She actually died pretty young, which is unfortunate. She got had cancer and died in her fifties, and it's a real bummer because she was super awesome. Um, anyway, so Yvette and Mrs. White cross paths, and they share. Like, you can tell Mrs. White knows this woman, and she's not happy about it. But we don't acknowledge it. Um, Then Christopher Lloyd uh, is cruising down the road and comes upon... uh, Oh, Christopher Lloyd plays Professor Plum. He's cruising up in his car, um, presumably to the same destination uh, at the house. And um, he sees Miss Scarlet, who is played by Leslie Ann Warren, on the side of the road... And uh, she pulls up on Professor Plum, who's played by Christopher Lloyd. Um, he pulls up on her. He pulls up on her. Um, after, and she's like bending over the car. She has like this weird, vi- like she's full on, like what, femininity, like whatever. She's very, it's a sexual appeal for her. Yes. That's like her whole role in this. Like her tits are out the whole movie about. Um She's got a real tight corset on. She has the on. weirdest little veil that looks just like a vagina on yeah, when this is going. Yeah, a veil or like the... Well, I don't know, just like a head thing. thing. Oh, okay, yeah, it was yeah. like this head thing that just, it was just a rube. I mean, it was just a slit. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty much, I mean... It was just it was, a slit. It was, it was just a slit. That sounds like a, like a song. It just seems like the openings for all these, they really like, boom, this is the character in, yeah. in subtle ways, but like... Yeah, every, outfit wise and everything. Too. I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, I can see. What I don't know you're if I'm saying. reading into it, but I no, can certainly see it being I don't necessarily think it was intentional necessarily, yeah. but I can see what you're saying. Um, Leslie Ann Warren did great in this part too, but it was supposed to be played by um, Carrie Fisher originally, but she went into drug rehab right before they started filming. And the, I'm in love with the coco. <laughs> right. <laughs> She sure was. And actually, the director and everything was cool with it, but insurance said no, no. So we have uh, Leslie Ann Warren. So um, also at this point... She did terrific. I like her too. I mean, everybody did. so good. But um, everyone is driving cars that match their... So the color of the car that they arrive in matches the color of their names. So their outfits ah. don't match, but the colors of their vehicles do. So that's a fun little thing. Um, so Professor Plum pulls up to the house, and it's called Hill House. They refer to it as Hill House, which is interesting yeah. to me. Because, I mean, it's kind of, it's definitely an homage to, like, the other 
dozen movies that have like a haunted or creepy house on the hill that's which well, literally the hill house yeah the hill yeah. yeah um so they get up to hill house professor poem stops the car while and lightning flashes in the background and i just like this little clip um Miss Scarlet's like, why is the car stopped? And Professor Plum is like, it's frightened. And I don't know, it's just cute. No, I didn't like, even pick up on frightened. that one. Yeah. Um, so they get out, they go out to the front porch where Professor Plum just like straight up sexually assaults her right away. He grabs her butt. Right away. It's, Not it's even a like few times. subtle. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a big old sleazeball. But I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Just goes for it. Just, well, bam, like, not even, they don't even know each other. They I just met. Trust Professor Plum at first. Yeah. He's my first suspect in this. That's a red herring. Well, no, not that, but when he picked her up, because they had, like, those introductory notes or whatever, and he didn't he didn't pull his out. He says, oh, yeah, oh, I got the same thing after he showed team. her and everything. So it just seemed like he was just going along with it and it's like oh yeah i got the same thing but he never showed it i can see that so he's my first suspect that that makes sense so they get inside the house everyone is like they're all gathering i think in the study at first is it the study right away um but any yes quite yeah so they um have a bourbon walk in they meet all the others that are already there. And Professor Plum clearly knows Yvette, the maid. So we have two people, at least, that are here that there's some... All we know at this point is there's some relationships that we are not quite aware of yet. And we're curious. I'm curious. What's going on here? Michael McKean shows up. He plays Mr. Green. I love Mr. Green's character. I think he's great. He's probably a top three for me. I just... They're all great, but I, <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, Mr. Green says that he's there to meet a Mr. Body, which is the first mention of Mr. Body that we have in the movie. Um, and then at some point, Mrs. Peacock showed up. I don't know when that was exactly, but she's yeah. there too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So everyone's there. Um, they move to the dining room um, and they're all, you know, having their little interactions and stuff. Trying to get to know each other a little bit, establishing characters and all that good stuff. Ms. And Mrs. Peacock, Peacock will not shut up. She's just a she, rambly girl. She's like she's like Umbridge. Yeah, where she just says all the nice things, but you don't trust. Yeah, her. and you just. Yeah. Plus, yeah. she's just so anxious and talking a mile a minute, and is so constantly defensive about everything. You're like, mm, I don't think that you are stable. You know. Yeah, she just like has to fill the silence. Yeah. She's nervous. Um, this is the point where uh Wadsworth is like, you know, I'm the butler here and he they're like, What do you do? And he says, I buttle. <laughs> I buttle. It's just that's such a Tim Curry line. It's great. Also, with Tim Curry and the stormy night and the house on the hill and everything. And the broken down cars and shit. Very Rocky Horror Picture Show vibes. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking about saying something similar, and then they're having a dinner scene, and then yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of there's just a lot of similars. But he's he's butler. He's he's he's, he's a butler he's this time. He's a butler boy. Um, similar but, to his role in Dunstan checks in, but he <laughs> managed. He took care of the hotel well, more, but you know. Yeah. 
I thought you were gonna talk, that's why I took a drink. Nope. You mess her with her. So Mrs. Peacock starts, she's talking, she's rambling. In the course of her rambles, she accidentally lets out that, well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's accidentally, but she just says that her husband's in politics and we're not supposed to know who each other, who everyone is. But we find out that she's a senator's wife. And Mr. Green very creepily says that he knows who she is. It's a very creepy line delivery of being like, I know who you are. And you're like, all right. Turns out they both are. He works in Washington, so he knows her husband. They kind of introduce themselves a little bit. Mrs. White says that um, her husband um, lies around on his back all day. And Miss Scarlet says that it sounds like hard work to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Wordplay. Yeah. It's a good time. She knows about these things. Um, Mrs. Peacock loves the dinner. She's eaten some delicious yeah, food. Yeah, she likes the recipe. She, she really the enjoys recipe. the dinner. She loves the dinner. It's one of her favorites. And Wadsworth says that he knows. How, how, how? does he know? What does that mean? Um, What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um... Professor Plum, turns out, is a psychologist. He works for the United Nations Organization under the World Health Organization, which means he works for you-know-who. Who? Who? (laughs) Which is fun. God damn it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I didn't catch that. It's fun. There's... Like I said, girl, Gilmore Girls level. Yeah, this is a mile a minute. Yeah, like and when writing the notes for this movie, I had to pause it a lot. And it's also dry ass wordplay too. Yes. So it's like, it's, it's there's really... a lot of British humor in this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a good time. I'm, how many times? That's why Mr. B. I'm gonna take a shot it. every time I say it's a good time. What'd you say? I already started. What'd you say? So that's why Mr. Bean would rock, rock this. Rowan yeah, he would have done really well. But I mean, Tim Curry's a British actor too. Oh yeah. But anyway, um, Miss Scarlet, he, he did rock it. Miss Scarlet um, says that she's seen Professor Plum before. The, you know, the guy that works for you know who. She's like, I've seen you before, but you may not have seen me. So we're starting to put the pieces together on what these people's professions are and who they are and what they oh, do. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Body shows up. He does fine. I would say he's probably one of my. He's not. I suck. Yeah, he's a bad he actor. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> he's not my. Sorry, dude. But you're just. Uh, I mean, it it sucks because he's up against a lot of really good actors. I don't think too, this so. guy did much, did he? He doesn't. So I use. There's also a lot of books based on Clue, and yeah. he's. It's the same way in the books. He's like a very not fleshed out character. Yeah. Generally. To, to be fair. To be fair. Yeah. He, his, his name's Mr. Body. Well, yeah, he's meant to just be the catalyst for the rest of the characters. Yeah, yeah. He's, he spends most of the movie dead. Yeah, his name is Leaving, and he kills uh, that role. There's a rumor that they hired him partially because his name is Leaving, and he would be playing Mr. Body. So that's silly. That is. That's wonderful. Um. So all seven of them, including. So Mr. Body and then the six characters, the color... I'm going to call them the, the colorful crew. The rainbow gang. Yeah. Color gang. Um, I'm going to be in a color gang. <laughs> um, blue. Purple. Oh, I guess... Oh, no. I mean blue. 
Okay. We okay. Can, I can move purple too. I like purple. Too. <laughs> um, I don't want to have to shoot you. Yeah, I understand. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be shot. Um. So all seven of them have received a letter from someone asking them to meet here, and we don't know who that someone is. We have no idea why any of them are here. I don't know either. And the, I do because I watched the movie. The whole oh, movie. Now I know. Now I know. Um, I didn't make it through the first time. No, I passed out real bad. Yeah, you did, but that's okay. We watched it. Um, we got it done. We got we got her we got her done. Um, also, Mister Body obviously, very obviously knows Yvette because he feels her up quite a bit at the dinner table too, in front of everybody, and says he knows her very well. Um, but we don't know how any of these people know each other. We don't know who invited them here. We don't know nothing. So after dinner, they go to the study um, for coffee and booze, um, where the host will reveal his intentions. Um, Mr. Body tries to escape, saying it's all a hoax. He doesn't think anyone's actually, like, I don't know what he means by this is all a hoax. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. But he, like, freaks out and tries to leave. Um but Wadsworth says all the doors are locked, all the windows are barred. He goes to run out through the conservatory because there's windows everywhere. And those vicious dogs are outside trying to get him. So he's trapped. They're trapped in he's his house. He's trapped. I think they're good boys. These do- That's not even the same dogs as they the ones outside. They were just sad because it was raining. Yeah, they're it was like a Dober- Rottweiler. Yeah. Like Dobermans or something. Or oh, yeah, something. Maybe. And but again, they never show up again, ever. They're not German Shepherds from no. before. No, <laughs> they never show up again. Like They became Resident Evil doggos. Yeah. Oh. They're going to jump through the window. What if under this house was just Umbrella Corp? Oh, no. And it then felt fishy to me. The well, we thing. went to the cellar and they weren't there. You you got away this time, Umbrella Corp. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't for you. And your pesky dog. 30-year-olds. So they all go back into the study after they find it's established that nobody's getting out of here. Um, Wadsworth says, hey, where you guys are all being blackmailed by some unknown person. And that's why you're here. Yeah, they're all Washington elites. They're all... Well, yeah. They're all Washington elites. And it there's like... A lot of implication that why they're all here has to center around some sort of like government blackmail situation. Turns out that's not the case, but you know. Peacock immediately freaks out and is like, I would never be blackmailed. I've never done a thing wrong. I'm totally innocent. Da 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 da. She's an anxious mess. Like, she's guilty as heck. Turns out that she takes bribes for her politician husband. Um, Professor, we all just discover this. This is one of those movies where so much information is passed so quickly, but it's passed in such a witty way that you have to watch it to, like, take it in. Because explaining it doesn't really do it justice. But in the course of this whole conversation, we find out what everyone's being blackmailed yeah. for. I feel like this whole movie could probably take place in real time currently. What? What do you I- mean? The characters, the cast, I feel like this could go down with Washington elites right now. I think you're probably Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Except I think Miss Scarlet would probably just actually, in truth, have been found with her hands and legs bound and five gunshots to the back of her head, and it would have been ruled a suicide. But other than that, pretty much all this probably goes down. Yeah. Pretty yeah. close to it. You know what? They should, they should do a remake, and it would be like the, the Trump White House. 
Yeah. It's pretty close. It's pretty wacky got, like it. I feel like Scaramucci. this happened every day in the White House. Yeah. And you got, you got, who else? Who the else? Trump boys, the kiddos. Yeah, the you know. Trump boys. And you got Manafort. He was in there doing wacky things. He could be Mr. Uh, Custer or Colonel Custer. Custer Mustard. Who's, who's that one guy? <laughs> who's, 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 that, who's that one guy? That, uh, what's, his, oh, no. what's the one guy's name? That the white supremacist that doesn't narrow it down. Not at all. That looks all like, of them. That looks like he lives in a whiskey bottle. Bannon. Yeah, Steve Bannon would be in there. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. It's better this way. What? Oh, Tim Curry? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it. I no, guess. it would fit perfectly. Kellyanne Conway? Things ha- yeah. <laughs> Things have not changed that much since the 50s. Um, turns out Professor Plum has lost his medical license as for his practicing psychology, and now he works for the government. Because like <laughs> he keeps grabbing people's butts. Yeah, he grabs people's butts. He's slept with patients, so that's why he lost his uh, it's job. On, on brand for him. Can't do that very much, so. Um, Colonel Custard says that he gave in some money during the war after he lost his mommy and daddy. But in actuality, <laughs> he's a war profiteer, which is arguably the worst in my opinion that's pretty bad yeah it's like, really bad but i mean people like iron man well yeah but iron man I yeah guess. that's true but it seemed more like colonel custard cut costs Ooh, that was fun i said custard colonel but custard not cut cost. Colonel, custard <laughs> cut cost. Oh. colonel mustard cut costs he oh, cut mustard. the mustard costs okay custard. i gotta stop i, I did a colonel mustard <laughs> um infectious to the point where um like military men or soldiers died because of his actions yeah that's pretty bad yeah it's not great a little trees in there a little light treason just a little sprinkling you know we learned that's okay it's okay it's true storm the capital it's okay um let's see mrs white Definitely killed her husband. That's why earlier she said that her husband spends a lot of time on his back. Yeah. And speaking of that. She's a black she's widow. A she is definitely a black widow. And we learn later in the movie that she's had five husbands. Um, she Her last husband disappeared. We, this is a witty little banter moment, which of which there are many. Um, her first husband disappeared because he was an illusionist and... Well, he never reappeared. And she says, well, he wasn't a very good illusionist. He wasn't a very good illusionist. He wasn't a very good one. Yeah. So it's pretty great. I like that one. It's real good. It, there's so many like corny jokes in here, but the, liver, the, the, livery, <laughs> the delivery is so good that it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. It's just real good. Um, my notes could have just been, and a lot of it is, but my notes could have just been like one-liners. Yeah, like the yeah. Thing. They just keep throwing them out. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's constant. It's, it's so that good. you know driverish humor where it's just fucking. Don't even dwell on it. Just keep going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On to the next one. It's rapid fire. And then Mr. Green just stands up and announces. Oh, also, I forgot Miss Scarlet. If you haven't guessed already, she's a brothel owner. She's a madame. She. Uh, madame. She, a madam, my bad. Sorry, madam. She's gonna hear this. No, oh no, not teacher, madam. Anyways, she's a <laughs> she's a madam, a madam. And basically, a lot of politicians in Washington go through her brothel. So, she's got she's like the most powerful girl in this room in some ways. 
Yeah. So she gonna get got. She gonna get got. Um, Mr. Green. Then at the very last, uh, he's the very last one that we find out why he's being blackmailed. Turns out he works for the State Department, and he stands up and says he's not ashamed, but he's a homosexual, and he has to hide it, um, or he'll lose his job on security grounds. Which is interesting because Hoover is talked about a lot in this movie, and there were a lot of rumors that Hoover was actually a homosexual himself. Precisely. That's why his name's yeah. Hoover. Yeah. What was that sound? <laughs> it was him sucking because he's Hoover vacuum boy. Sure. Oh boy. Hey, mom. That's the sound. That's sound. Michael, I hate your ASMR. <laughs> I hate best. ASMR. Oh, no. <laughs> Get out of my house. Oh, no, I have to sneeze. And we're back. So, and we're back. Everybody comes to the conclusion very quickly. Well, they're all, like, panicking, trying to figure out who's blackmailing them. And they immediately pretty much come to the conclusion that Mr. Body is the culprit, probably. Everybody blaming Mr. Body. <laughs> right. Um... There's, like, a minor little scuffle, and Wadsworth breaks it up by saying that the police are on their way because he called them to basically saying, well, I figured to stop the blackmail, we could... What a fucking narc. Yeah. I know, right? You just solve it on the streets, man. How dare he? How dare he? Um, basically, if the police show up, they can explain that they've been being blackmailed by Mr. Body. <laughs> so much alliteration in this episode. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, that'll solve the problems. So they won't have to pay them anymore because these people are going broke hiding all their secrets. They got a lot of secrets. They got a whole secret, secret. body bag, Mr. Body they Bag of Secrets. Secret. If you're Mr. Bado. Yeah. I got a secret. So Mr. Body says that he has a bag in the hall. So he goes and grabs his bag and he opens it up, gives everyone a gift. <laughs> and this is where we're kind of introduced to the classic weapons well, from the board game. Yeah, yeah, everybody gets presents. Everyone gets a present. I love it. It's great that they all get their little weapon. Like, they vary quite a bit. Yeah. Because, it's you know, it's the board game weapons. That's fine. I get it. Why did he have these ready just to give to everybody? Okay, so the thing about this I couldn't connect movie it. is you can't think about it super hard because... Well, they explained a lot of it. Kind of. I mean, oh, of course, a, it's silly. Extremely well but it's written. It's convoluted. As well, well as it can well, be. It's got layers. But it's very. Yeah. Con- yeah. It's like yeah, an okay. onion. You take what you can get. And I don't think there was really justification for him to know to have these weapons ready, I didn't think. So but. I guess. It, yeah, I don't necessarily well, know. Because he's, he's, he's a pawn in everything, too. Yeah, he's an accomplice yeah. for Miss. Because. We're jumping ahead. Yeah. But, you know. I guess he knew how many people he was blackmailing, and he probably, in Mr. the Bobby letter... wasn't blackmailing anyone. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. Yes. It'll make sense later. Yes. Like... Ignore me. But I will feeling, say... so it's... I will say... Getting there. I deliberate... I was like, after doing... Little Shop of Horrors, I want to take a break from movies that have multiple endings because it's kind of complicated to talk about them. And here we be. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Clue. You upped the game, too, yeah, compared I to that. I made it way more complicated. Um, but uh, there's so many storylines and pieces and directions and threads of this story 
that not everything hangs together perfectly at the end or in like all of the potential scenarios. So you kind of just got to let it ride, you know? It's just a good time. You just yeah. got to enjoy the ride. But, it's um, fair. but it's a valid question. I mean, I had the same thought too. Like, where did he get all these? But, um, there's candles. Probably, got, probably a hardware store. Probably. <laughs> Go to hardware. I guess some hardware stores might have a revolver. <laughs> uh, can- it's America. <laughs> it's America. <laughs> Truth. Yeah. Uh, candlestick, rope, lead pipe, a wrench, Definitely a revolver, Walmart. and a knife. Yeah, Walmart for sure. I don't think that existed in the fifties, did it? Probably not as like probably fully not. stocked no. as it is yeah. today. Probably just Radio Shack. <laughs> Sears. A Sears Roebuck. We'll say Sears. Yeah. Sears. Honestly, yeah. yes. Um, Sears. Uh, Mr. Body basically says, yep, I'm a blackmailer. <laughs> He's not, though. Psst. Um, and if Lies. anyone's, if anyone exposes him, he'll humiliate the rest of them publicly, because he has proof that all these people are slimy little gits. And, um... He suggests that everybody kills Wadsworth the butler, because... Then they, he can Don't get the key. It. They can all just leave and everything will continue as oh. it is. Um, and obviously nobody wants that because they don't want to keep paying. They don't want to keep paying Mr. Their Body. Their pockets are turning inside out. It's true. But at the same time, if Wadsworth dies, they can leave. So you got to make a choice. Um, he turns out the lights, which is a very sticky shtick for this movie. They turn out the lights quite often and things happen. Um, I love saving electricity. Yeah. My songs know what you did in the dark. That's a Fallout That's Boy song. Fallout Boy reference. Yes. It's good when you make a reference to say immediately what it is yeah. for everybody for, involved. Yeah. That's like explaining a joke. They don't do that in this movie. Never. We hear a whole bunch of like your typical sounds after the lights go out, like typical spooky horror movie whodunit sounds. There's a thud and a lightning strike and a grunt and a crash and a scream. And then the lights come back on and Mr. Body's just planking on the ground. He's just like He's planking. <laughs> Pretty planking. much. He's just laying there. It's just 2009. It's just flash forward. Um, you can go back. Plum, who presumably has some medical training being a psychologist and all, checks for a pulse and says that he's dead. Um, they start popping off, talking, trying to figure out who did it and what happened. And they think he might have been shot. Turns out he wasn't shot. He's not shot. There's no bullet. There's no blood nowhere. Oh, wait. It's in the wall. Yeah. They find the bullet hole by the fireplace or something, I think. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Peacock freaks out as she does. She goes to drink some brandy and they go, whoa, what if they poison the brandy? And she just starts squawking just some fierce belts. peacock lady. Oh, oh man. I cackled at this. She just screams and screams. She's, ah! she's so great. And yeah. And just overreact. And I love yeah. her glasses, all of her styling so good. She's in like this golden dress that's has like other colorful designs and stuff on it and her little hat. She reminds me of a traditional uh Purple hat woman. Yes. Red hat? Red hat. Yeah. Red hat lady. Red hat society. Yeah, my grandma was yeah, in that. Um, and the, the feathers on her hat are not peacock feathers, but they are peahen feathers. They're lady peacock feathers. Disgusting. And it's really fun because sometimes she gets so worked up and they get in her face and she gets mad and flings them all over the place. It's a good time. 
every single actor in this film commits their character so hard. Actually, I did read that um, this movie was hard to film because they so often would be laughing on set and they, he, the director would have to keep being like, you're supposed to be Focus. in fear of your life right now, fuckers. Stop having felt so much fun. <laughs> Stop having a That's good time. That's lovely here. Yeah. Well, Tim Curry says this is one of the fav- his favorite movies he's ever made, so it's good. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, which you can tell that everyone's enjoying them. So oh yeah. You know they had to, with the, the scenes cast. when they film them all together, you yeah. can just see the interaction. Cause... Well, and a lot of some of it's ad libbed and stuff, and just like well, natural... they often open the door in this. Like we'll get to that, but like they op- they open the front door together, and there's the whole cast there, and a lot of times they're hamming it up and smiling and stuff, and it just looks like it's almost genuine. Like yeah. they're just having a blast just well they strangely bond with each other in this movie through their shared experience yeah they definitely do yeah and it's super it's great so anyway peacock's freaking out she's screaming and freaking out she i said freaking out twice and then the third time and then she goes and sits down on the couch to try to relax and she's still hyperventilating she's hysterical so mr green goes over and just slaps this woman across the face yeah real good (laughs) and he's like oh i had to calm her i had to stop her from screaming like exactly that way the fuck out of her i had to stop her from screaming they're like well we just had to wait and see if she dies any opportunity to hit an old woman true they deserve it you know how they be these karen ass beaches um so they're like, well, we'll see if she dies. And they get right up in her face. <laughs> and they're all just staring at her, waiting to see if she dies. <laughs> and I just, it's so stupid. It's fun. Um, the next note I have here is Yvette's French accent is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, madame. It's bad. I, you mean she's not actually French? I thought she was actually French. She, oh, no, spoilies. Um, uh, her her French accent's bad, but she goes... Like, I'm guessing it was at least partially intentional, because it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, no, it's terrible. The, she gets really, like, guttural with it almost at times. She's like a little German flair in there or something. <laughs> it's fun. Um, she screams. We hear, we're cutting to Yvette because um, we heard her screaming. She's in the billiard room. Um, turns out Wadsworth, Wadsworth, yeah, Wadsworth. For some reason, I thought I was... Anyway, Wadsworth uh, set up a recording in the, uh, he's basically recording the whole conversation that they were having in the study, and that is being recorded in the billiard room, and that's where Yvette's hanging out, and she's freaking out because she heard the recording, and oh god, I've drank some of the alcohol too, and maybe I'm poisoned, and I'm too scared to be alone, so they all go back to the study, and now Yvette's here. Um, when you, okay. they all go to sit down, Yvette flashes her undies like big time when yeah. she sits down, like full on just lifts up her whole dress. They're like panty bloomers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she looked at the camera when she did it too. <laughs> I think that might just be in my head, but it was. I enjoyed. The, well, I just it's just. I enjoyed it too. I, it was great. Yeah, I'm sure you enjoyed it. Um, green. Poor Mr. Green's trying to find a place to sit, but everywhere gets taken before he can um, find a place to sit. (laughs) 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 And uh, so he goes and sits on a table, which there's a lot of like physical slapstick comedy in this. And this is just one of the examples of it. The table he goes and leans on later collapses. uh, 
like for comedic effect. Yeah. And he tumbles on the floor. It has nothing nothing to do with the story. But there's a, yeah, there's a lot of just little it's just bits. Yep. Yep. Just they just take their time just to make some weird wacky bits. It's great. Um so we get a lot of talking to establish that Wadsworth wrote the letters to invite everyone here. He worked for Mr. Body as a butler, but his wife was being blackmailed because what did she do? She had socialist friends. Socialists, yeah. yeah. She had two socialist friends. Everyone is mortified by this. Every, yeah, that one was a like, big one back big then. Big time. It's so funny, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, 50s Red Scare. Yep. And, um, it's funny. There's a lot of political commentary in this movie. It's a lot. Um, basically, Mr. Body was blackmailing everyone, including Wadsworth's wife, because they were all thoroughly un-American for being friends with socialists and cheating... And killing their husbands and selling political secrets. And Mr. Green's like, well, why didn't they just call the cops on us or, you know, or turn people into the authorities? And uh, Wadsworth's like, well, what's more American than making money off of inside information? Capitalism. Um, <laughs> um, sadly, Wadsworth's wife killed yourself because of the blackmail so this is his way of getting back at mr body there's just a lot of back and forth here a lot of clever witty little banter that you have to witness oh yeah there's so much of it that you just can't yeah Yeah. it goes so fast it's Um, nonstop. they're trying to figure out who killed mr body they all have motives the only other person in the house is the cook so they go oh shit what's the cook doing yeah what are you looking at? What are you gonna say that? Oh about? yeah, go for it. I think that I think that's when. Oh, when Mr. when they're going, when yeah. Wadsworth's, Wadsworth's just talking and talking and talking. He's like, to make a long story short. And then right short. at the end, to make a long story short, I think it's Mr. Um, was it Colonel? Colonel Mustard, remember. Custard, whatever. <laughs> he goes too late. <laughs> it was just really funny. And then they they bring back to that yeah. too. Yeah, the too late. Yeah, the too late. There's some throwbacks to callbacks to other jokes. They I just make. wrote that one down because it was just really it's funny. Fun. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did. Um, so they go to figure out what the cook's doing because they're like, oh, this is the only woman in the house, the only other person in the house other than us, as far as we know. Maybe she's the one who killed um, Mr. Body. So they run into the kitchen. They can't find her. They go. Uh, Green goes. Mr. Green goes and stands by the door of a meat locker, and it falls open, and uh, the cook falls out with the knife in her back. Oh no! Oh no! no. And he screams immediately. I didn't do it. <laughs> it's just, it's just, he's he's constantly talking about how he didn't do this the whole movie, the the whole time. The cook was Nurse Kelly in MASH. She was in like a hundred plus episodes. I knew I recognized her from something. Michael because I used to watch MASH because I never had cable TV so it was on every night and that was all I could watch. So I watched a lot of MASH. She was in so many episodes. That's awesome. I knew I knew her from something. I was like, what's this from? (laughs) Scarlett said dinner wasn't that bad. Like... Who, why, why kill her? Dinner wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that, that bad. bad. And Colonel Mustard gets real angry, this war criminal, real mad at her jokes. I think we got it. I think we got it in the background. Oh, what was he? Riff Raff just, uh... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you heard my cat comment in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Colonel Mustard, the war criminal, says to Scarlet that he'd kill if he were the killer he'd kill her next for making such crass jokes 
at a time like this. That's a threat. And that's appalling. And they're all like, well, what the hell, Mr. Mustard? Mr. Mustard? Can't Clearly, have, it's can't him. That. The end. And White, he goes up and like turns the tables and starts accusing Miss um, Mrs. White and basically saying, you know, you've had how many husbands? And she's like, five <laughs> um uh you i've had five husbands because men should be like kleenex soft strong and disposable this bitch is a murdering lady black widow she's killed her husbands she killed him um so wadsworth says hey let's take this body to the study because as the butler he likes to keep the kitchen tiny yeah <laughs> <laughs> um they get back to the study and there's nobody there. Get it? Nobody. Mr. Body's nobody. not there. Um, yeah, nobody's there. So they were like, well, he can't have been dead then. Nobody was here to move him. So he got up and moved, like walked off on his own. Professor Plum is bad at his job. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. They were really predict- in like trying to push the Professor Plum angle at that point. Yeah. He, uh, he was not dead. And Professor Plum doesn't know how to check well, he her pulse. And he had a gun and yada yada. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Um, so they're kind of making jokes about, well, maybe Mr. Body got up and walked after he died. And White is like, the delivery of this line is so great because she's just, I don't know. She she goes, well, life after death is, is, is as improbable as sex after marriage. And the way that she says it is just so like, I don't know. She's such a quirky little lady. She's funny. She's great. Um, I like when she gets um, worked up. She goes really shrill with her voice. Yeah, it really goes funny. higher and higher. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Peacock wants to uh, go use the bathroom. She asks the maid um, if she if there's somewhere she could. If, is there a bathroom in the hallway? And the Yvette says, "Wee oui, wee, oui, madame." Wee oui, wee. Oui. And Mrs. Peacock just says, no, I just want to powder my nose. Oh, we got the pee jokes. Pee jokes. It's she a re- is taking a hot old lady shit. That's, yes, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know why hot. I meant like it was steamy. <laughs> Not sexually oh, hot. Oh, no, Michael. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, oh. so while she's off taking a hot old lady shit, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they find the the blackmail material um, in the room with like scandalous pictures of Colonel Mustard and um, doing scandalous things, and they're like, how can they, anyone even get into this position? Presumably, banging positions, the horror. And Plum just grabs Mrs. White and is like, I'll show you how. Yep. And goes to like mimic this sex position on the couch with her. And she's not having it. Get off me. She, yeah. <laughs> Get off me. Get off me. Just, just calmly, just like, yeah. It's so funny. It's great. It's such a great delivery. Get just, off me. Get off me. God damn, though. Plum is such a predator. Like, damn. He's horny. He, okay. Well, that's no excuse. No, I'm not. I'm just I'm describing him. I'm not. <laughs> he's a horn. Plum he's a, he's is plum the horny. description of his hard red dick. Oh, should, <laughs> should, 
You should be Mr. Eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> hard eggplant. purple eggplant. Um, so Peacock's going to the bathroom. And she goes to the bathroom. She gets to the bathroom door. <laughs> she doesn't get the chance to take a hot shit. And uh, Mr. Body's body falls out. And he's clearly dead as a doornail. A bathroom doornail. Yes. He's super dead. And, and much more bloodier. He's definitely bloody now. So he's dead as heck. And Mrs. Peacock says she's going to faint. So Wadsworth goes to catch her. And like, <laughs> I love the this. Hula hoop situation yes. with his arms. And she just like slithers Sloops to the ground through. between yeah. his arms. And he just goes, sorry. Like, just, <laughs> I love yeah. that. Just they just take, they, they take the time to do little fucking yeah. gags. Yeah. And it means so much to this movie. I watched it's this so with funny. my mother. And she was coloring. And she, she's when this happened, she just bust out laughing. I think this was the biggest, her biggest pop of the, of the I show. I would love to watch this with my parents. Yeah. My dad would hate it. My mom would probably just think it's wickedly funny. Yeah, it's you're, it's definitely your mom's sense of humor. But he, she just like I want to rewatch ooh, this. Slides to the ground like in a the future. Like I want to make this a rewatch a few times because okay. it's just, there's, there's so much to yeah. unpack and it's just right up. It's really good humor. It's fun. Um. Mr. Green has blood on his hands, I, I think probably because he was helping him to get to the ground or something. But he screams again that he didn't do it, which he's screaming all the time throughout this movie that how much he didn't do this. Um, Wadsworth, they're all shouting at each other. And Wadsworth says, we're trying to find out who killed him and where and with what, which is throwback or the game that's call the game. out that's what the game is that's the only reference they really make to that being the point of the game um there's a funny part where he's just like freaking out and shouting and they're like stop shouting and he's like i'm not shouting i'm not shouting and then he's like okay i'm shouting okay. i'm shouting i'm shouting i'm shouting <laughs> <laughs> like it's everyone's at their like emotional peak of hystericalness and it's hysterical oh yeah you don't think so? No, I just enjoyed how you how you phrased that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so they, of course, move the bodies to the study because, again, he likes to keep things clean. And also, I suppose if bodies... So many well, body moving. No, I so guess much if, body moving. If you didn't care that much about a crime scene, it would make sense to put everything... Like, as a person who likes to have things kind of organized... Yeah, stack them like cordwood. Yeah, you just... You gotta keep it fresh, you know? Not everyone has a Wadsworth to keep their house tidy. Yeah, it's interesting. We're not all butling, whatever it was. Buttling. Buttle to butt. He buttles, right? Yeah, it's buttling. I'd say butling. Not everybody. I don't know where I'm going. Not everybody but has a butler. It's, yeah. Yeah, which is what I said. <laughs> well, no, I wanted to use butling. Buttling. Oh, not everybody has a buttling butler. Everybody butler. can butt, buttle. Some people have to do their own buttling. Some people can't do their own buttling. I don't know. <laughs> this is a, this doesn't connect to anything. No, but I'm gonna say it. Oh, no. oh okay. Um, so when when you say buttle, it reminds me that the day before I watched this, I watched Brazil, and there's a whole buttle tuttle situation in there, and it's it's just making me think of that too. That's funny. I need to see Brazil. There's, it's, it's I got good. It's really good. Um, so. Yeah, they move the bodies into the study. They move some of them onto a couch for some reason. I'm not sure why at this point, but whatever. Um, they end up moving all the six weapons they had. Oh, 
Did you have? I was just going to say the cook. Uh, they try to put the cook on the couch, but she still has the knife in her back, so she won't sit. So they just flop her forward. Yep. Yeah. They don't give a shit. You should call in Faza in the body. <laughs> it's like what the French maid says. <laughs> we let her down, my That's my awful French. Well, hers was, I mean, good. it's pretty much yeah. equivalent. Equ- well, I equivalent. Can't even, I can't even speak English. So, um, anyway. They move all the weapons into this cupboard in the study and lock it so no one can kill anyone else. So, yeah. All the, Thank goodness. All the weapons are put away. Yeah. All the is killing safe. is over. It's done. Um, Wadsworth keeps the key. Obviously, it doesn't go over well because what if he's the murderer? So he's like, okay, well, throw away the key and then that way nobody can get to it. Nobody will kill even if it's me. So they go to throw the key away at the front door. And this is one of those moments you were talking about earlier where they're all standing at the door and looking out. Yeah. And the way they shoot it is really fun because you just have, like, the arch of the door and everything. And then all of them just standing there. Like, you see them, like, head to toe. And you see the shot over and over again because they're constantly answering the Mm -hmm. door. Yeah. Anytime they run into a room just en masse together, you get get something like this. And it's it's just a good time. It really hammers home the whole... um, in it together sort of thing like they feel like a gang like yeah 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 it's it's fun they they feel like like very connected yeah Yeah. exactly um and they're all just like a batch of kooky characters and they just (sighs) washington elite i don't trust any of them I, i don't trust any of them at all but they're they just bounce off each other so well um so we open the door to throw away a key, and coincidentally, a motorist is standing there on the front porch, and it's still pouring down rain. And he says that his name is Brad, and this is Janet. <laughs> 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 and can they That's use your funny. phone? No, that he says his car broke down, and he wants to come inside and use the phone. So they shut the door. Well, they don't shut the door. Um, but they, they kind of like huddle up and they discuss, should we let him in or should we not let him in? Which is not at all suspicious to the motorist. No. Not at all. So they, they eventually never act suspicious in Not this movie. in the least. Ever. No. So they eventually decide to let him in. Um, <laughs> there's a line where one of them says, oh, there's nobody in the study. Like, but there Whoa. is. So they don't let him in the study. They lock him in the lounge, which again, not at all suspect. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so they lock him in the lounge and then Wadsworth presumably goes to the front door and throws away, um, the key to the cupboard with the weapons in it. God, there's a lot of... There's details. There's a lot of everything in this. Um, complain. What have I done? Zelda. Throwback Minish Cap episode. (laughs) Um, and I'm thinking about, uh... All the keys were getting me real confused, and it's reminding me of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's like top three most disappointed looks you've ever. <laughs> I'm fucking with a toothpick and I just inhale a piece of it. 
You don't even know. What no, I thought we were laughing. I thought you no, just thought my comment was, was stupid as shit. <laughs> I was like, what is going no, on? I'm fucking around with a toothpick, a little piece of it, and I had it in like in my mouth as you do with a toothpick. And I went to say something, and I inhaled it and choked on it. And I looked up, and it's just literally shaking his head at me. What was going on? Oh yeah. my goodness. It's been a good- 30 seconds. It's um, okay. I'm used to it. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so White is basically like, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, so she tries to leave and basically is like, I need to get out of here. And Wadsworth's like, bitch, I already threw away a key. And she's like, if I could ever get you alone, basically, I would fucking kill you. Because how dare you? And he says... No man in his right mind would ever be alone with you. Because she kills everybody. She m- ganks them. Gank. Is that okay to say? <laughs> yeah. Gank. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. What that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> she. They get got. She got some. She killed some. Yeah. She, she kills her hubby. She murks them. She murks them. She cuts off. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention her first. Her last husband was found dead. Um, he had his head cut off head and his cut off his junk cut. Off. Like she went hard. She mad. Yeah, she cut his dick off. She yeah. Cut, she Marina bobbity bobbity booped him right up. Um. Can you say that? <laughs> no, but I did. <laughs> um. So. Mustard goes to look into the study. He's like, I need to check on things in the study because that's where all the, you know, shit's gone down or all the evidence of the shit is. And someone's like, is everything all right? And he says, yes, two corpses. Everything's fine. <laughs> yep. Um, they go into, uh, I'm not sure what room they end up going in. But of course, every room that's used in this is also a room from the. It's from the board. Yeah, so board like the study, room. the conservatory, the hall, the. Bathroom. Oh, Yes, the kitchen, the billiards room. Um, <clears throat> he goes to pour himself a drink and offers everybody else one. And then everyone's like, yeah, pour me a drink. And he just puts all the glasses down next to each other and just like sloughs just everywhere. He makes sure to pour his nicely first. Yeah, he pours his nicely just first and then just sloughs it everywhere for everywhere. And I, I love that part. It's hilarious. Um, and then... So there's a lot of wordplay back and forth between Colonel Mustard and Wadsworth about whether or not there's anyone else in the house. And Mrs. White loses her shit, freaks out, smashes her glass on the fireplace. And it's just, she goes from zero to 60 so fast. She just snapped in that she section. It's really funny. smashes her glass on the fireplace and shrieks. And um, they're all bickering and fighting with each other because they're all stressed as hell. And uh, Peacock's like, hey, it doesn't even matter because remember Wadsworth called the police and they're going to be here soon. Um, so Mustard's like, why don't we split up and search the house and see if there is anyone else in the house? Because if Wadsworth's the killer, he's probably lying about there being someone else in here. So, um, of course, that doesn't sound like the best idea because if they split up, whoever's paired with the killer is probably going to die. And Colonel Mustard is like, this is war, and you got to break some eggs to make yeah. an omelet. That's how we'll know who it is. And yeah, and he's like, the means justify, the, or the ends justify the means. Someone will die, but we'll he's know who it is. He's a war criminal. Yeah, he knows. A war criminal like George W. Bush <laughs> and every other president of the last 50 years. 9-11, never forget. 9-11. 
Um, but anyway, he says, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. Any cook will tell you that. And Mrs. Peacock goes, but look what happened to the cook. Yeah. <laughs> so dramatic and just so perfect. Because it's just. But they still so, die. Yeah, there's so much good, like, bouncing back and forth. Like, the conversational ping pong ball is just like, boo, boo, boo. And they're ba- bouncing it back. And her, like, exclamation of, like, is just, it's the best way to yes. end that little back and forth. Um she feels like thespians having fun this movie is <laughs> thespians having a little go little thespians being a thespian just be just thespy things just <laughs> what do you think about um so they're trying to figure out who's gonna go with who and of course they have to get in the joke that everyone wants to go with Yvette except except Mr. Green because <laughs> he's 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 a homosexual he's a homosexual um, they draw lots using matchsticks. Wadsworth just takes a knife and cuts some different links, and then whoever matches with the mm-hmm. link. That's your match. That's your match. And so Mustard and Scarlet are on the main floor. Uh, Yvette and Green go up to the attic. Uh, Mrs. White and Wadster, Wadsworth go upstairs. <laughs> there's a scene where Wadsworth's looking around, and he goes, if there's anybody in here, just look out. <laughs> That's how I would be and searching I like how they something. all refuse to go first or last, yeah. so they just smush they just, together. Yeah. Like, almost all of them do it, I think. Especially, yeah, especially Yvette and uh, Yvette Green up and the then, attic stairs. Yeah. They go up at the same time, and they're There's just, like, There's another group that does it, too, does the same thing. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I'm not sure off the top of my head, either. I think either. it's Mustard and Scarlet. Yeah, I yeah think it's Scarlet, yeah. Oh, yeah, in the bar where they're kind of caught between the counters. Mm-hmm. Um, also that. Mrs. Peacock and Plum go, Plum go down to the cellar to search that. And he says, what are you afraid of? A fate worse than death? And she says, no, just death. Isn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're searching around the house. And a policeman who is not the policeman that was called. This movie is convoluted as all hell. This just is keep not introducing people the just policeman that is called. Well, everyone, there's no superfluous characters in this movie. Every single person in this movie has a role. It's very has true. Has a point, has a backstory that may not be obvious on the surface, but they there's nobody that's wasted. Like everybody, well, there's like six or seven people that are wasted. <laughs> they get wasted. But, um, but every single character has a point in this story. So... Um, a policeman is just like cruising by. He sees that there's that the motorist who never gets a name. The motorist, meanwhile, is also still locked in the fucking lounge this whole time. Joe making it. He doesn't. Oh, did you name him? That's so kind. Yes. We shall remember him as Joe. Um, he is hanging out in the lounge where the door is locked. So the policeman is that's just driving by happens to see this. Uh, broken down car by the side of the road or whatever and wants to come and make sure that this traveler is here and safe or whatever. Basically, they needed to get a cop there and this is how they did it. So um, he ends up uh, knocking on, going up to the front door and then we cut back. There's so It's just going to be a lot of me being like, and then this happens, and then this happens, yep, and then this happens. And it gets um, even more and more. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> we see gloved hands, probably O.J. Simpson, Throwing uh, blackmail material onto the fire, just like in its. At this point, he was burning. just juice. He was just. Was he bored? <laughs> he was just a baby. He's a little baby juice box. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. I don't know yes. what's a full grown juice box. 
In orange. A carton. Oh, carton. (laughs) (laughs) Boxes grow into oranges. Um, Yes. Let's see. So the blackmail material is totally destroyed in the foyer by this unknown person with the gloved hands. Um, They also go and unlock the weapons cupboard with the key. So someone had the key. Um, We cut back to the motorist. He says he's nervous. And um, that the funny thing is... Well, he's on the phone telling the other person on the line this. The funny thing is, one of the Who's people in this house to? is my old boss from, and then bam, he gets hit in the head by the sneaky killer, um, kills him with the wrench in the lounge. The wrench. He's dead. So basically, some unknown person has destroyed Who? everything, all the evidence of any blackmail, um, snuck in <clears throat> to the lounge. Using a secret passage and uh, killed the motorist who knew one of the people somehow. One of our one of our colorful six. Yeah. That makes them yes. sound like a, a murder, like a group of people who were murdered oh. back in the 80s. Like the Springfield Thank God. Three. Oh, no. Um, Beatrice Six. <laughs> oh, no. We really dropped the ball on oh, that one. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> It's a big old oh no. Um, cut back to. Um, must- wind it back. Little John. Keep it back and back. Doing shit. Some shit. Um, <laughs> then we cut back to Mr. Mustard and Scarlet. They end up finding the hidden passage um, that the killer just came through. And that passage leads from the conservatory to the lounge. So they go into the lounge and they see that the motorist is dead. He's a dead man. He's a dead man. He's a dead man. Miss him, miss him, miss him. That's the Beatles. The Beatles. The walrus is Paul. It is true. Cuckoo, kachoo. So Scarlet starts screaming, and that alerts the rest of the house, and they all come to let her out. And the lounge is locked, so we get treated to this amazing physical comedy scene where there's a group of people, or there's Mustard and Scarlet on one side of the door, and they're, like, trying to get out, and then the rest of the cast is on the outside of the door trying to get in. They're all running into each other. Oh, and then when they're running downstairs, they all meet at the top. They're all running and they all crash into each other at the top of the stairs and just collapse because why the fuck not? Yeah, why not? Who cares? Just little, they take their moments for the little things. Yes. You gotta appreciate it. For sure. Um, They run downstairs. They go to the door trying to get in. Um, What's Earth takes a flying leap at the door and just blinks. Yeah, just like shoulder checks it and bounces. Um, And so they're yelling, let us in, let us in. And then on the other side of the door, let us out, let us out. So Yvette decides to um, shoot the fucking doorknob off. Like, damn. No, no, like, hey, get I'm out shooting. Of the way. Yeah. yeah, and the way that this is gonna she actually, through. a bullet, she shoots through the door and it actually hits Colonel Mustard, like, grazes him at most, I think. And he just, the way he reacts is just so, like, I've been shot. <laughs> 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 I have been shot, which is. I guess, yeah, he probably wouldn't freak out being a military. Heart. Oh, yeah, this is war after all. Um, mm-hmm. He comes out. He's very shaken up because he just, I mean, why wouldn't you be being shot at through God. a fucking door after finding another dead body? And he's like, I can't take any more scares. This is too much. Well, it turns out when Yvette was shooting the front door, or not the front door, when she was shooting the lounge door to get it open, she an errant shot went up and hit the chandelier, 
and the chandelier falls behind Colonel Mustard and scares the shit out of him, and his reaction is great. It's spooky. He falls in a chair, and he's real scared. Um, it's a lot more dramatic than I'm making it sound, and it's fun. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, I feel like there's, uh, Three Stooges references. In oh, this. yeah. Even Quite the a bit. sounds. Yep, like they use the, the sounds. Yeah. There's a lot of physical comedy gags that are also great. They yeah. just do all, of, like, they the go for is, all of I the gold. I wish that, I want to say I wish that there were more physical comedy examples in America, but it's so hard to get right. Like, it's got it's Damn you, Kramer, right. for being such a racist. Yeah, it's true. You why'd you gotta ruin yourself for us, dude? What a what a comedy good. fucking genius. He, he was our modern time. I like Jim Carrey. Yeah. He's yeah. got she just got the rubber face. He's crazy in the real life, though. Well, I mean, that he doesn't sucks, just so. have the rubber face. Nineties 90s, 90s Jim Carrey was 90s good. Jim good yeah. Carrey was comedy. good physical comedy. Good I shouldn't say he's crazy. He's been through some shit, but I don't appreciate I the anti-vaccination the shit. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah. I'm not surprised, I guess, but um, at least I think he is. There's a lot with Jim Carrey. He's, There's he's, a lot. With he Jim dealt Carrey. with he. I think he's been through a lot of hard stuff, but still, I think if you have a platform, you should use it responsibly. And I don't think he does. Anyways, or just don't use it. Yeah. Um. Well. That's a I mean, whole other can. spiel. Yeah, whatever. Um, so <laughs> this this note says they go in and discuss who killed the motorist. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> <laughs> That's the English bullshit. Um English degree shit. Uh and that's what happens. That's the end. Um sometimes I end up writing it like I'm writing a report for work. Uh like such and such states that blah blah blah. And I'm like, this is not how notes work. Anyway. Um, My notes get confusing sometimes. I go, what the fuck see, did I mean? <laughs> I I end up writing, like, this note, quote unquote, is so long because I just write too much information. It's like seven lines long. It's not a note at all. And it's next to a bullet. It's a paragraph. Anyway. Yeah. My, my note style uh, has been just like trigger, like triggers to like scenes. Yeah. And then I just kind of like what I remember. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's probably... I do that in some places, and then in other places, I just... Like, Heather's, I went scene for scene, but then lately, it's just been like, oh, this this uh, this set piece yeah. happens. I would say this one is the one that I'm definitely going scene for scene the most on, just because... It's just the way the story is told. not do it. There's... The details matter. Everything, yeah. yeah everything makes a difference. Also, there's so many, the like, witty, clever them. little... Yes. Woody, clever little interactions that I want to sprinkle them in here and there. And I am by no means mentioning everyone. Like, if you want to get an idea There's of the comedy just of the movie, you have to watch it. It'd take us it's forever just to talk about them. Um, <laughs> uh, so they're talking about who killed the motorist, trying to figure out who did it. And they're like, Yvette, how the fuck did you get this gun that you almost killed everybody with? I thought we locked the weapons away. And she says that the, the cupboard was unlocked the whole time. Or not the whole time. The cupboard was unlocked when she went to go get a weapon because she was gonna. She just wanted to break check, into so, it. And yeah. Blah blah blah. So yeah, she's gonna break into yeah. it. Yeah. So the doorbell rings again, which happens so often. So in this many movie. times. And the doorbell is really fun. It's like a straight up bell. Like oh yeah, it's cool. Swings back and forth by we the front get door. One. Yes. I'll make one. Okay, do it. Make a pulley system. Yeah. Make it so like in Hunchback of Notre Dame where you have to like hang on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big old bell. We have a high ceiling. Yeah, we're doing it. So 
is the cop who took a really fucking long time to get from his car to the front door. <laughs> um, again, not the cop who was called. This is the cop who saw the car by the side of the road and Just wants to go incidentally check. showed up. But so really. on the motorist who is dead right now. <laughs> um, Rest in peace. Yeah, it's a rip in peace. Green goes to answer it. Um, after getting the key to the front door from Wadsworth, and he opens the door, sees it's a cop, and immediately slams it in his face again. And then, it, like, immediately opens it. Opens like, doesn't it even give up. you a beat yeah. to, like, absorb Closed the joke. Open. Just, yeah, it's great. So, um, Green is just straight up trying to tell the truth. Like, yeah, shit's whacking here, dude. Tell the truth. All this stuff's going on, and everyone else is like, no, no, not, not happening. And so the cop's suspicious, of course, because everyone's disagreeing and stuff so he goes inside the house goes to <laughs> everyone has to use the phone in this movie which is just an easy way to get them into the rooms they need to be in i guess so they put him in the library to make a phone call because they're running out of rooms with phones so uh, they lock the cop in the library geniuses that yep. they are instead of just putting one person outside to watch it they just lock him why in would there. you lock him in there <laughs> Um, also, the cop mentions offhandedly that he thinks he knows Yvette from somewhere. So everybody knows Yvette. Everybody knows this French bitch. Every- <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they're walking down the hallway. They walk down the hallway leading the cop to the library and it cracks me up because they're just like crunching over the broken glass from the chandelier and there's a gun on the floor. It's <laughs> and, a mess. Like, a busted down door. It's great. What and a shitty butler. Truth. He just Cleanest. cares about keeping the kitchen clean. Yeah, that's, that's all. fair. Um, kitchen and dining room, I think. Yeah. He said specifically, which is funny. Yeah. Because they asked him like they were Grilling him on butler stuff. He mentioned those specifically. I wonder if that's true. I don't know. In The Sims, my butler cleans the I whole house. I thought it was the whole house. And The Sims but I think is that's real made life. work. I mean, Jeffrey, Jeffrey took care of all, all the house. That's true. Think, they're like a front man, though. Like, like so, a, like, like a, food is like entertainment like in the living room. <laughs> yeah, they're the hype guy of the house. You got maids and shit to clean the shitters and stuff. Can we hire a hype stuff? man for our house, That's please? what a butler is, is a hype man. Like cleaning hype, though. Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, we're going to hire a hype man. It's decided. <laughs> Does he have to wear a clock? No. No? Like flavor flame? He's got to be his own guy. He's got, he's got to. I got to sneeze. You look like Robert De Niro when you had to sneeze. That's it. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The end. Thanks, everybody. The we'll end. See you next time. We nailed it. Um, you can feel it. Wadsworth offers the cop a drink, which seems unusual, but again, it's the 50s. But he's like, not the cognac, just in case. And the cop's like, just in case what? Because LOL, the cognac might be poisoned. Throwbacks. The cop reaches to make a phone call, and before he puts his hand on it, the phone rings. Turns out it's motherfucking J. Edgar Hoover on the <laughs> I love phone. This. Yeah. And I love that the cop's just like, yeah, he said he's fucking J. Edgar Hoover. Um, it's gotta be J. Edgar okay. Hoover. But he goes to be like, hey, let me out so I can tell you someone's calling for you. And he is like, if you don't let me out, I'm gonna arrest you for false imprisonment, imprisonment, and all this other stuff. And the last thing he says is like, and murder and the door immediately opens and they're what? like 
why would you arrest us for murder? Why? He's like, I just said that so you'd let me out. This is the dumbest cop in existence. So dumb. Doesn't know anything. Although he's he just, is a pretty rad. He was off duty. He didn't give a fuck. He was just checking on a guy. He's trying to be a bro. He doesn't need this shit. I guess that's okay. You can't just I'm not need side. this shit when you're a cop witnessing murder. 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 Most foul. And he's Never. like, I just said murder, so y'all would let me out. And they're all like, ah, funny jokes. Um. <laughs> this note says J. Edgar Hoover is on the line. <laughs> um, I have that. Why J. Ed Hoover on phone? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know who asks him, but someone's like, why the hell is J. Edgar Hoover calling? And um, Wadsworth goes, why shouldn't he be calling here? He's on everyone else's phone. Why shouldn't he be on mine? Yeah. I don't know. He's on everyone else's. Why shouldn't he be on mine? Yeah. It's the thing. so bang. funny. Political zingers left and right. It's hilarious. Um, so Wadsworth goes to answer the phone, shuts the door behind him. The cop wants to look around, and they volunteer Mr. Green, the most obviously nervous out of everyone, to go show this cop around. Um, so yeah, He's going to give it up. Here he wanted yeah, to he give it up. Yeah, he already wanted to. Whatever. It's a little you snitch. Gotta, you gotta let this shit just ride. You don't let so, him take a cop around. Snitches get stitches. Bodies. You got a knife. That's right. And you're not gonna get stitches. You're get not gonna fucker. get medical help. Bam. Wow. I would be a great villain. I'm real good at the spooky words. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm gonna hold myself back. Michael's trying to be a sassy, spicy <laughs> boy today. Is... So, this is canceling comments. Oh, okay. I don't think we're at the level of being canceled. We haven't even published yet. <laughs> Michael's pre-canceling himself. Um, so Green's trying to show the cop around, and they go to like the dining room and the kitchen and places where it's not obvious that some fucking moitas, both spouse bins going on around here. So um, the others do... Probably the most morbid part, the more most morbid scene in this scenes in this movie, where they go around and try to make the instead of like hiding the bodies in a closet or something, they decide to make Weekend at Bernie's three. <laughs> Probably the prequel. Yeah, and <laughs> they um so <laughs> I wrote so morbid. Um, White is just straight up making out with Mister Body's body, like yep, a hundred percent. Like, and Peacock and, and Mustard are holding up the cook, and he's, it's her, he's straight up holding her eyes open. Like, it's so creepy. It's pretty ungodly. It's, pr- I'm offended. So. Kind of. Never mind, never mind. Oh, no. Never mind, never um, mind. <laughs> um, the cop is like, everything's fine. These people are just having a good time. I'm not upset about any of it. Like, he totally buys it. So they end up going into the lounge room. Um, the lounge, I guess it's called, as people who aren't... Do people call it the lounge room? The hip kids the call it, you know? Um, so, and there's like a quick cut of Scarlet and Plum making the motorist look like he's a drunkard. Um... And then they end up making out on the couch to try to cover up what's going on in there. Um, the cop leans over, sniffs at the motorist, and says, he's dead drunk. And Scarlet says, you're dead right. 
And they promise the cop that they, that he will not be driving home. Definitely will not be driving himself home, officer. Everybody's staying in this house. But Plum says he might be leaving in a long black car. <laughs> and like a dumbass. And Scarlet's like, a limousine. Because fucking has to cover for dumb shit, Plum. It's just like, what dumb shit. What it's a idiot. good joke, but it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um... So the cop goes back into the hallway where he runs into Wadsworth, and Wadsworth doesn't have any idea that ever because he's been in the in the library on the phone. He has no idea that everyone else covered for him. So as far as he knows, the cop has seen all the dead bodies and stuff, and the cop's like, "Everything's fine. This is America. It's a free country." Just good. And Wadsworth is like, "I didn't know it was that free." That's my favorite moment in the movie. It is. That's my favorite moment in the movie. My favorite <laughs> joke. My favorite is just it's, it got me and it was real good. <laughs> Tim Curry, Tim Curry, fucking sold the shit out of it, yeah. and it's a great, it's a great line. It's a great banner. I didn't know it was that big. Yeah, that's hilarious. So the cop goes back to use the phone again in the library, and they lock him in again. So, and he's never like, "Why y'all bitches keep locking me in here?" Like, I don't know, whatever. So they lock him in again. So and they start searching the house again because they never finished. So Colonel Mustard and Scarlet are looking around. They end up finding another secret passage from the kitchen to the study. And the way that she finds the secret passage is so stupid because she basically reaches up and turns a meat hook. Like, why in your right mind would you think to do that? But anyway, she does it, and they find a secret passage from the kitchen to the study. She likes grabbing. And then we see a hand that turns out the power to the entire house. This is the point in the movie. In a black glove. This this turning out the power in the house basically marks where the endings divulge. So this is the last... There's there's three endings to this movie. I'll just put it out there. There's three endings to this movie. When it was released, each, each cinema, each, you know... Yeah, cinema got one ending. And Fun. I was hoping that was the case. I didn't know that officially. Yeah. So... This point where the, the power is cut to the entire house, and we don't know who does it. Again, it's the gloved hand thing. Um, marks where everything can... After this, it can, like, split off. Like, the divergence of the, the storylines. So, we see Yvette go into another room, and she's not using an accent anymore. She's an American girl. What? And she's talking she to someone. She has a pretty good American accent. Yeah, I would say she so. She pulls it off pretty she well. She does great. And For being a French accent. Access. <laughs> um, there's another person whispering her in the room. I'm presuming they made her. They made them whisper because it's harder to tell the gender of someone who's whispering, but you can kind of tell. Yeah. But, um. She says, Yvette's telling this person, someone recognized her. Not only did they recognize me, they know every inch of my body, and they're not the only ones. And then she goes, it's you. And then she got murdered by the rope. Yeah. She got strangled. She got garroted. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't hanging. It was literally strangulation. Strangulated. So... We cut back to the cop. So yeah, Yvette's dead. So I that marks. I think I could probably think of a good hanging mechanic. Yeah. To use the noose properly, they just lassoed it around their neck and pulled. Just yankety yanked. Um. The cop is 
we cut back to the cop. He's talking on the phone. At this point, the cook, Mr. Body, the motorist, and the cop, or and Yvette, are all dead. <laughs> so that's four. Four down. Um, <laughs> the cop's on the phone, telling whoever's on the phone with him that he feels like he's in danger. And um, someone, the gloved killer, sneaks up, kills him with the lead pipe. So, bam, bam. Yvette Bonk. and the cop, both dead. Yeah. Right, One right after the other. And then the doorbell rings again, and the killer answers it, which I think is fucking awesome. I love that the, I love the idea of a sneaky killer just being like, "I'll get that." That yep. won't draw attention to like who the fuck. I'm going. Like it's so. I, I love that. But they go and answer the door, and the singing telegram girl is there. <laughs> I love this. Just, what <laughs> is Jane? I don't know for sure if it's Weidlin or Weedlin. She's from the Go Go's. Oh, that's fun. And she sings. She has one line. Yep. Do you want to lay it on us, dear? I don't um, remember it. And you're singing telegram. Ah, uh, singing telegram. Perfect. And boom, yeah. bang, get, 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 get. <laughs> yeah, she gets shot right after that. I have she, two tangents for does. this. Go off. We talked about Bill and Ted. She plays Joan of Arc in Bill oh, and cool. Ted. Oh, and, that's fun. And also, there's a singing telegram in Brazil. Oh my god. Yay! movies are in sync I'm Brazil (laughs) Um, so she has one line and just falls dead Um, it's great so Yvette cop singing telegram it's just out of nowhere it's just funny yeah and it's uh, like I said I think it's so funny that the cop or not the cop that the killer answers the door. I just think it's hilarious. And then for no reason at all, other than it's funny, Wadsworth thinks that he's like opening a closet door or something. And instead he just turns the shower on. And yeah. It's completely soaked. Just and so to... he's wet. Yes. For like a oh, another door. <laughs> yeah, great, just, great visual gag. Yeah. It's like turning a doorknob. It's, it's, it's a shower. Just, yeah. Because yeah. it's dark. So he, yeah, because the power's still out. So he runs down and like, oh shit, I can't see anything. So he runs downstairs and goes to turn on the power again. And uh, the record player starts up again. And it's playing Life Could Be a Dream Sweetheart, which is the background to all these murders and stuff. And it's just a real fun thing. It's murder. They actually sped up the movie or the song, I think, and increased the pitch or something. And it's really fun. Yeah. did a great job. Um, sounds real good and real creepy and tongue in cheek and funny and silly and it's great. Um, Wadsworth. All right, this is where shit hits the fan. This is where it gets really crazy, it gets really quick. Extremely, like you have. It's a wonderful scene, but it's intense. Um, Wadsworth is basically like, <laughs> I know who did it. I'm gonna tell y'all what happened, and he just basically runs around every room saying, "This happened, and then this happened." Jim Carrey nails this. Yeah, he's a lot of work. The psychics and everything. Yeah. So, um, there's three endings, like I said, and we're gonna start with ending A. Um, Like I said, each movie or each theater got its own. You know, you got one of the three endings. so the viewers didn't know for sure what ending they were going to get when they went to a particular theater. But nowadays, when you watch the movie, typically they show it with all three endings. Like when I would see it on TV or when I got it or when you would get it on um, VHS or DVD or whatever, um, you can uh, they put all three endings together. Yeah. Um, we'll throw back to like Seinfeld, Plain Soldier, little cards. Yeah. 
Um, so let's see. And also on the DVDs, you could pick a setting that like would randomly pick an ending for you. Oh, so that's you fun. Know what it would be. Yeah. That's fun. So, um, he starts off by saying, I was in the hall. I know because I was there. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and the music here is excellent. Every little It's great music. Action, it's really understated, little, like, but it's very good. Like, it's so good. It syncs up with the action of the movie so well. It's great. And at one point, he's rambling and saying, this happened and then this happened. And he goes, to make a long story short... And this is where they all... Everybody, too Too late! late. It's throwback, it's fun. Um, He even reenacts the point where he slaps Peacock across the face. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like, I had to stop her screaming, like Mr. Green did. I love that. Um, We find out that Yvette knew Mrs. White because Yvette was... Her husband was sleeping with her. Um, which, I mean, you could gather pretty easily. Um, they go to the room. I'm basically just explaining, like, the funny little quirky things that are happening through this. And then I'll explain what act, what he says happened. Yeah. Because it's, it's too much to try it's to explain fast. it. Yeah. yeah. So they end up in the kitchen where he's explaining where the cook fell out of the, the cupboard in the kitchen. Um Green's in the same spot as he was when he caught the cook, but this time he just lets Wadsworth fall, and we cut. You get a great shot of um, Tim Curry laying on the ground, just animatedly, excitedly, still rambling his story after he takes this fall yes. from impersonating the cook. Um, he's basically using Green as a punching bag. Like first he he did this, and then he punched him, and then he did that, and Green finally is like, "Will you stop it?" And the way that. Tim Curry goes, no. <laughs> so, Tim Curry's like, no. no. And so he throws him into the bathroom to mimic how Peacock went into the bathroom before she found Mr. Body. Or however. I don't know if it was Mr. Body or Peacock. But anyway, he throws Green in the bathroom and Green comes out immediately after like drying his hands and you hear a toilet flush. It's just a great little gag. Very airplane. And turns out Wadsworth was in, was the one who invited everyone. He invited the driver because he knew the driver knew that Wadsworth was a war profiteer um, because he, uh, the motorist, was Mustard's driver in the war. The cop was bribed by Scarlet to keep on carrying on with business, so the cop was in on it, or in, like, a, a witness. Um, the seeing telegram girl turns out to be Plum's patient, He's the she's the one that he was sleeping with when he lost his license. Um, he got to pick her up and put her in the study with all the other bodies. And at this point, they're so over it that they just dump. They literally just drop her on the floor yeah, and leave. No they, cares. No they cares. don't like set her down. There's no ceremony at all. They just drop her and leave. Um, at this point, an evangelist so or an e- an evangelist shows up trying Disgusting. to get him to convert. Your souls are in danger. And Mrs. Peacock's like, just fuck off out of here. Why don't they just kill him? Our lives are in danger, you beatnik. Um, Wadsworth kills the lights again. And there's this moment where Madeline Kahn, Green goes, I hate it when he does that, when he turns out the lights like that. Because he's, you know, turning out the lights and part of his story. Yeah. And Madeline Kahn lets out this great little shriek as Mrs. White. And it's so funny. <laughs> she's like, I hate it when he I hate it when he does that. And she just goes, ah. <laughs> just a little baby shriek. So and 
She just so, made me cackle. What happened, basically the whole story that he's saying, condensed in ending A, is that Yvette was the one who murdered the cook and Mr. Body because she worked for Miss Scarlet as a call girl. So then Scarlet killed Yvette and, some, and everyone else. And um, so Scarlet's basically the killer in this ending. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I can't remember why, they call her a communist, and she's like, no, communism is just a red herring. They throw that back quite often. That joke is used in every ending. Um, so he goes to, she goes to shoot Wadsworth. They have a, a back and forth. Like, shoot with how Wadsworth. Many, oh, with how many bullets are left in the gun. One plus two plus one plus one. One yes. plus one plus two plus one. Um, so he ends up, Getting the gun away from her, law enforcement comes in. The evangelist. That's the second time I've tried and failed to say Evangelion. That That's right. He's revealed to be uh, the police chief, and Wadsworth actually is an undercover FBI agent in this ending who was in on it the whole time. And um, at this point, but the evangelist says, uh, he's like, because he came to the door talking about the end of the world, you know, you have to repent. And he says, Mr. Hoover is an expert on Armageddon, which is just such a oof, oof. That big old nuke. Um, so Wadsworth then attempts to demonstrate that the revolver was empty, but the bullet, there's one bullet left, um, meaning that Scarlet was right about how many bullets were left in the gun. And the chandelier falls and almost hits they Colonel Mustard They reuse the again. shot. They reuse the shot of the chandelier they breaking. They do reuse the shot? Just of it getting hit. And oh, going, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. The jump that he does at the end when it lands behind him and the freeze frame is great. Yeah. And they say, that's what could have happened. This could have happened. And then we cut to ending B. So we cut right back. Why did I do this to myself? We cut right back <laughs> to... Um, when the lights are shut out or cut, turned off. And I'm just going to say, instead of going through all the funny little witty things, I'm just going to say what this ending is. Yeah. Um, basically, at this one, Mrs. Peacock is the one. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Peacock was the one who killed everyone. Um, she did it to conceal her taking bribes from foreign powers. Um, Wadsworth figured it out when she said she loved the monkey brains that they had for dinner because the cook... That's what it was. It was monkey her, so brains. This is some... This is some um, faces of death shit. Oh shit! Indiana I, Jones. And or okay, Indiana turns Jones. Turns out it had nothing to do with nuclear physicists, and communism was just a red herring. Communism is a red herring. Um, Let's go socialism. She, she holds the peop- She holds them all at gunpoint. She leaves. The police get her outside, arrest her. Shoot her dead. Actually. That was originally in the movie that they shot her dead, the police did. But they said that was too dark, so they ended up not using that. However, it would have worked today. In the, <laughs> true. <laughs> in the movie, you can still see a little bit of smoke rising from the gun as if it had recently been shot from where they originally filmed oh, him shooting her. Oh, But that didn't actually happen in the final cut. Um, again, the evangelist is the police chief who sh- goes to arrest Mrs. Peacock. Um, they all come outside, and Wadsworth goes, we finally got our man, because he's part of the police, you know. 
Yes. And Mr. Green goes, Mrs. Peacock was a man? (laughs) (laughs) And there was, there's this like Three Stooges style, like boink, boink, like slap. Yep. Don't be a dumbass. Pulls his suspenders and goes, boing. Um, It's a good time. So (laughs) after she's arrested, Wadsworth is like, does anyone want some fruit or dessert? And then it ends. That's the (laughs) I love the endings. Oh, the endings are great. And and then we get the title card. But this is what really happened. So all that was bullshit. None of that really happened. So this is the canon ending. This is the canon ending. Of Clue. Um, I don't know if I like it the best. Yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. Continue. So at this point, or at this ending, the true ending, I guess, um, everyone kills at least one person. So Professor Plum um, tried to shoot Mr. Body originally in the study because yeah. he had the gun originally. That's the gift he yes. opened. Um, but missed. It hit the fireplace. So he act- he's the one who bludgeoned him with the candlestick when he ultimately died. Mrs. Peacock Take stabbed that. the cook because the cook used to work for her. That's why she knew she liked... The monkey brains. Um, and knew her secrets. Uh, Colonel Mustard bludgeoned the motorist to death because the motorist was his driver in World War II and knew about his war crimes. Uh, Yvette was killed by Mrs. White because Yvette was uh, her husband's A affair bee. partner and she definitely killed the hell out of her, both her husband and Yvette. <laughs> this is the part where we get the infamous completely ad-libbed and spontaneously acted was it flames on the side of my yes! face she, oh she completely i made adored it up. this yeah it's it's one it's of my one favorite, of my favorite parts, parts of, of it it's yes. really good uh it's just flames flames across my face on the sides of my on face yeah it's Pretty iconic. It's, I have it written sure. down. It's so funny. It's great. And then Miss Miss Scarlet clubbed the cop because she was bribing the, him to keep her keep him quiet. Which it's even pointed out. Why would she even? Everybody knows what she is and who she is. Like, yeah. Why would you have to keep a name? But whatever. Um, and I love her reaction here because she's so excited with, that Wadsworth is figuring everything out that she's like. Yeah, I did kill him. <laughs> Who are you, Perry Mason? <laughs> yes. Like she's so just like tell me more. Like wow, oh. she's great. And I um, love a Perry Mason Mason reference, anyways. <laughs> yeah. And then let's see, where are we? Um, Wadsworth <laughs> reveals um, that he shot the singing telegram girl, um, and that he is the real Mister Body. Craziness. What? Oh my god. Turns out Fuck. who we thought was Mr. Body was actually the butler, and who we thought was the butler, Wadsworth, was actually Mr. Body. He was supposed to be the butling, doing the, the butling. butling. <laughs> he was supposed to be doing the butling. <laughs> he was supposed to be the butling. <laughs> butling. <laughs> um, and the way he says this, he's like, Wadsworth says, I ch- well, Mr. Body now, I guess. Tim Curry's character says, I choose to expose myself. Please, there are ladies present. <laughs> it's Leslie Nielsen shit oh, right yeah, there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so Wadsworth has killed all the spies, all the informants. He's like, well, shit, I'll just keep blackmailing all of you. Like, what are you going to do about it? So... He says it has nothing to do with politics and communism was just a red herring. And 
all of a sudden, Mr. Green's like, halt everything. Cease to be doing things. He's the only one who hasn't killed anyone. Yeah. Turns out he's an FBI agent. He whips out his revolver, kills Wadsworth, and is basically like, I just pretended so I could get close to the real Mr. Body and take him out. No. And he goes, I told you I didn't do it. And then he (laughs) opens the front door and all the cops and stuff run in. Again, the the evangelist is the police chief. Um, And Mr. Green at this point says that he killed Mr. Body in the hall with the revolver, which is, yeah, that's what you wanted. And I love that you wait till the very end to get it. It's great. Um, They didn't use the name Clue in it. Oh, my God. Burn the whole thing down. Yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> and then the very last scene is him going, okay, chief, take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shake, rattle, and roll kicks in, and it's just... Oh, it's so, it, it's so good. fucking hilarious. It hits so good. Um, one of my favorite endings just really just... I don't know. It just... Feels like the filmmakers and the actors are so they in ripped on the it joke off from Caddyshack. They did. No, just kidding. <laughs> Caddyshack came out before it. <coughs> That's kind of how that ended. Oh. Hey everybody, we're well, gonna yeah, get late. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I have a tickle in my throat. Um, there was actually a fourth ending killed. Killed. There was actually a fourth ending filmed. As well as additional endings planned where everyone killed everyone. like That would have been fun. But they had to cut that, and I think it makes sense, because after, like, three is the tops, I think. Yeah. After that, you would just be like... Yeah, uh, you don't need more than three. You really don't. Um, but it would have made the movie also, like, two and a half hours long, and they just it would have been yeah. too much. So they cut that. But there was a fourth ending filmed um, where Wadsworth actually poisoned everyone with champagne at the very beginning and just leaves them all to die at the end of the movie. Oh. And then he goes to get into a police car to escape, but the three there are um, police dogs in the back seat that presumably maul him to death. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then the director's like, eh, it's pretty dark. Let's cut that one. So they got rid of that. I mean, you could just destroy the whole earth after your main characters have tragic endings <laughs> what are you referencing michael yeah little no. shop what happened to that record oh i never ordered it i want it it's in, my, it's, <laughs> it's in the cart still i haven't ordered it um okay i'll order it don't tell me twice don't uh, threaten me with a good little shop of horrors watching this whole time he's having such a good time um like I said, totally filmed on sound stages. It was all sets, ex- which kind of made me sad. Like, it's such a pretty place. I wish it existed. It probably oh, would have been a nightmare to, to find film. a place. Oh, the hallway itself. Yeah. And make it filmable. Because, yeah. you know, you hit every creek, every. There's no way they could have found it. Just fitting the equipment in to film yeah. it, too. Filming the, fitting the equipment in, but also, it's like all the secret passageways and stuff. Are what they are in the game too. So oh yeah, I forgot about the passageways. Yeah. Each place, like, there's no way they. I mean, you'd have to build a whole new house, which I guess you kind of do when you build a set. But I digress. Anyways, the house that was used for the exterior burned down in a fire in 2005. Rest in peace. Which is very sad. 
Um, it did not do well. <laughs> it's uh, oh no! With so many of the movies I love, it doesn't. It, they don't do well in theater, but then they it's develop a cult. Classic. Yeah, they get they get a cult following after so long. Um, it had a fifteen million dollar budget, and it grossed fourteen point six million oh. in North America. That's enough to be okay. It though. was. Uh, it didn't was, even make its money. No. The three endings were meant to entice people to go to the movie more to get the extra endings. Yeah, but how fun is that? It's super fun, but consider the fact that you have to pay for it and sit through the same three movie times. for five minutes of something different. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if you wanted to go see the multiple endings and they didn't know which theater had? Them. Yeah, and so you went and you saw the same fucking ending again. Yeah, oh, I just get up and leave, pissed off. Yeah, um, and so yeah, every single person, I just, I just, it's great. Every single person in the movie, it's there's some things that don't necessarily match up, like Mrs. Peacock. There's her story doesn't really, her doing it doesn't really make sense because the logistics of getting where she yeah. needed to be it doesn't really fit together. <clears throat> but for the most part, the writing, the especially like, as she had poop. Taking old hot shit that whole time. Yeah, I mean, that, old that, hot that shit. affects mobility. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta recover. Yeah. Actually, um, move around if it's just sitting inside your gut. She um, actually had just recently gotten out of drug rehab before she filmed this movie, and she actually had a lot of trouble moving around. Hey, you have codeine back there. What rehab did she have? Miss Peacock? Know. Yeah. Oh, I'm Word so curious. Up. Yeah. Um,. Her and Mrs. White, or the, Madeline Kahn, were actually good friends before that. And it, based on an interview that they had done together, or based on an interview, um, Madeline Kahn just like didn't know how to print, how to approach her anymore after she had been out of rehab. So after that, they never really talked. Oh. But, so they were on this movie, and they weren't friends anymore. It's very sad. Oh, that is sad. Um. Why not? <laughs> Just because I think it was awkward, uh, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's necessarily any bad blood there. It's just one of those things yeah, where Yeah, it could like, be like she was still in the party game and you had someone going to I think they're yeah. probably both dead now. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, Miss Peacock can't be alive, right? She was pretty old. Double Let's double check and see. This I know 85. that the cop... 1985. Yes, correct. Can you Bruce imagine 2085? No, I'll be Madonna. dead. Yeah, me too. Oh, boy. Both of us. We're all dead. Well, not Emily. Women live longer. She's going to have to deal with the ramifications. I have, I have the genes, though. I have had... Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't want to live to be 100. You're going to have a hunchy back? No, I'll just not have knees or elbows, I don't think. Uh, oh. I don't think my back will be fine. Did you ever see the oblongs? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen Brennan did pass away in 2013. So. Oh, good old bird. She made it. Good old bird, indeed. Um, so, yeah, every like I said, every single person in the movie is either an informant or being blackmailed or the killer. Um, and everyone that dies dies by a different weapon. And it's just super well written. And, like, not only does the story... All things considered, with as many moving parts as they have, they do a really good job. And the original screenwriter... They do a great I, job for a fucking board game movie. I, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Battleship. Look at Transformers. <laughs> Look at Battle... Yeah, Battleship. <laughs> he, um, you leave Riri alone. Oh, sorry. Let's see. Sorry. Rai Rai? Is it actually Rai Rai? <laughs> I think it's... I don't know. Or Riri. Because it's, it's Rihanna. So it's Riri. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I'm not hip. 
I gotta um, explain my cultural references. Yes. That's how you know they're on point. Yes. I'm um, hip with kids. I'm, I'm hip with... In youth. You remember when we drove by the skate park and you said, it's a beautiful day for that. Yes. <laughs> it was. He's super hip with the kids. Um, hang on. There's one note that I wanted to find that I thought was really interesting um, that kind of illustrates the intricacy of writing this screenplay. Whatever. Um, Tom. <laughs> Tim okay, Curry so dies next year. Tom. Fuck you. <laughs> Tom Stoppard was the person that was originally tasked with writing the screenplay. He worked on it for a year, gave up, and returned all of his money that he was paid for it because he couldn't figure it out. Oh wow. So. Yeah, it was a beast of a script to write. I mean, you got to think of so many moving parts There's and they a do lot. a good job and not only do they do a good job with that the ba- the banter and the way the characters are developed and the way they develop them so like this movie is only 96 minutes long and they yeah. pack so much into it that it doesn't stop me shouting at you about this movie for two hours or an hour and a half or however long this ends up being does it no justice whatsoever you gotta watch it because it's real fun and entertaining and you'll be tired afterward but it will be a good tired, like you did a thing. I will say, I think it was a mistake, uh, like putting the, all the endings together. Yeah. I. The the endings are so high energy, especially you know Tim Curry's running around. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And putting all three of them in the same cut uh, is so draining towards. <laughs> the end. It's so dra- like I said, I, it's such that a makes sense. I'm three's max like. No, if there was, I, I, I don't think, I don't think three worked for me that well. I would have, I would have loved to seen like a theatrical cut. Um, yeah. Uh, the endings for me just continued to get less enjoyable. And I Mm -hmm. think that might just been burnout. I was just going to ask what your favorite was. The the third one is my least favorite. The first one is my favorite. And I, that could be just burnout because. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It could be burnout. I like the first one quite a bit too. Yeah. It made the most sense too, in my eyes. I, almost. Well, also, I, as much as it can make sense, I have a real pet peeve when it comes to murder mysteries. And if the answer is everyone, I get real everybody. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- to be fair, get, it is based on a board game where everyone is a potential potential murderer. So I think they wanted to. But they're never ever all the murderers. Not at the same time, no. But yeah, I think that never happens. Uh, they all, the the fact is is all of them are evil and yeah. they all have the capability for murder to protect themselves. I've never killed anyone. Okay, well, I'm not talking about you, and you sound extremely suspicious right now. I have never killed that before. That girl at the creek was a... The, um, Michael Norris. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> but uh, just in just in general for murder mysteries, when, when the answer is everybody, it feels like such a cop-out, and it's a downer for me. Like, the thing I like about murder mysteries are... Uh, I nev- I'm never smart enough for them. Mm. But yeah. at the end, if you can put them together in a way... That that oh it, it makes sense that it all points to this person if you actually go back and look at it and and having everybody be in on it is just for me it's just a pet. I view. didn't like that. And, I agree with you, but for sure. And I just I I knew about the multiple endings and I I heard that the different theaters did that and I, I was I was when it when it did the well actually and it did the second ending I was. I, I didn't know what to think, but I, at, after watching it, it was like, 
I really wish it would have just been like three different cuts that you can find. Mm-hmm. And it could have just been called, you know, when you're looking on it on the streaming or whatever, it'd be like Clue, Ending A or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like if you're watching it on a, a Blu-ray or a DVD and it has the different theatrical cuts. And you select what you want or whatever. I think, I think that plays better. At least, yeah. Especially for mm-hmm. me. I mean, I think it, it would remove, I mean, obviously at this point, in popular culture, we all know that there's different endings to it and stuff, so it wouldn't make a difference. But at the time, you wouldn't want to be like, this is one ending. I've met, you know, that's part of the story. It's right. part of what you didn't necessarily want to expose until people actually watched it. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I think B is definitely the weakest ending to me. I can see that. It doesn't... I was just I was kind of the same thing where I was angry that it's everybody in the third one. I don't think it was the weakest. I can see I how you think B is I, the weakest. I can, under, I can see that. I can understand your annoyance that if if it's everybody. But I do like the, the like, oh, he's actually Mr. Body. Watson. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of good stuff in that third and, ending. And him... The I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife, and then the music immediately kicking in. The, yeah. the like, I'm gonna go home yeah. and sleep with my wife yeah. was just so phenomenal good. and hilarious, and so I, I died like I cried. I it think was good. yeah, you it cackled. Was, I laughed was, a lot. I think the third one is probably my favorite, followed very closely by the first one, and then the the second one is my least favorite. It would be interesting to see if there's like something you could find where it's you could separate those endings again. Yeah, you can totally. Um, that's definitely the way I'm going to find this movie. DVD again. ending would be fun. Yeah. yeah. If uh, that's how it works. Where you and just kind of just, have it sit with j- just that. Yeah, because just having, like I said, all three are just so high energy yeah. that when it goes on for, I don't know, 20, 20 minutes or so, mm-hmm. it's, it's just... It's a lot. It's draining yeah. by the time yeah. you get to the, to the credits. Right. But uh, it's... Like if you look at this movie in in like two ways, it's like in a in a comedy way and in a murder mystery way. Uh, it's I think it's a fantastic comedy. Like I had I had a good time beginning yeah. to end. Yeah, and I laughed quite a bit. I I love that it's got like a mix sure of like highbrow like wordplay and and witty uh, comedy bits Political like that. commentary. Yeah, and, stuff. and then also this like lowbrow slapstick stuff. Yes. And it's yes. just a fantastic it's mix great. of that. And it took the time. Like, it took the time. Like, you have to decide how you make your movie. And it decided, like, it took the time to do those ending or those little bits and shit. And and I fucking and adore the that. The movie is perfect. They just play off each There's other. There's so much in it already, but they were able to find that and do that. And yeah. it's so funny. Yeah, the slapstick... I mean, like I said, it's so hard to get physical comedy right, but they just, they hit the right sweet spot of slapstick without being too corny. And yeah, like you said, smart humor and um, making you think. Yeah. Like there's a little bit of comedy for every everybody, honestly, yeah. in this movie. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a 2C for me. I think it's great. It's not a movie you watched... I mean, it's a movie you watch to relax after you've seen it already, because it's just a fun little... The characters are just fun to watch do anything. But it's if you're watching it for the first time and you want to understand it, it's not a relaxing movie. <laughs> like, you have to be yeah. on it yeah. and pay attention to everything, or else you're just going to be yeah. like, okay. I think... I think- all murder mysteries work like that. Even yeah. like even murder mysteries that are like slower paced and it's not a comedy at all and they're not, not doing a mile a minute bits, but just mm-hmm. like you gotta pay attention. Spy thrillers too. Yeah. Like, well I think this movie well. combines the thing is is a lot 
of the band. A lot of the conversations and stuff are just silly, like that doesn't have anything to do with the the actual plot of the movie. It's just funny little jokes here and there sprinkled in because they can. Mm -hmm. But mixed in with that is plot points. And you never know when a plot point's going to show up. So you have to pay attention and process everything that they're throwing at you. And it's a lot, but it's great. Yeah. It's fun. It's kind of like a puzzle and it's just a good time. There's a lot to it. And it is a lot. Did you have like, a sp- I want to watch it more. Yeah. Did you have a specific movie you were referencing with that? What Where it mean? just like sci-fi thriller or whatever. Oh, just any like any spy thriller oh, spy. or yeah. or murder mysteries like the the best murder mystery spy thrillers are the ones where along the way if you were on it, yeah. you could pick up and and, and it find together. it. And like I think, as a murder mystery, this isn't as tight as a comedy. Um, and I think it's built by that by design because you have multiple endings and you have to kind of fit other people right. doing stuff. It can't be as like feeding it to you spoon fed because it has to be relevant to different storylines and different yeah. endings. Yeah. It has to be kind of one size fits all instead of like oh yeah. You know, but, this cup was here, so that means this guy did it. Yeah, and I think I think it's it's more in service to the comedy, and mm-hmm. I think it succeeds. Yeah, completely on that. Well, if you think about it, at the end of the day, like if you hear, oh, you made a movie based on Clue. Okay, that doesn't sound that like they did a great job taking something that could have been really boring and dull and like formulaic and spicing yes. it up and making it more fun. I'm excited for the Connect 4 movie. Yeah, it's going to be great. Solitaire. <laughs> Solitaire is going to be just terrific. Just amazing. Um so yeah, definitely I mean obviously anytime one of us does our own movie, we're going to I'm going to yeah. say it's a to see. Yeah. It's a definite to see. Did Which, you did you uh, have a see also pick for it? Now is Battleship's turn. (laughs) Obviously, um, if you're looking at it from a comedy perspective, definitely Leslie. We've already mentioned this. Airplane, like those types of movies where it's just like. If you want the slapstick comedy and quick, quick. stupid, it's like silly wit, but it's quick. It's silly, but you got to pay attention or you're going to miss it. Yeah. Um, Definitely that sort of thing. I don't know if you guys have any other like similarities. Maybe, again, it's. It does better with the comedy, and yeah. I would put it yeah. more in a comedy. Naked Gun, the series. Naked yeah, Guns. Naked Gun mm-hmm. was also mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have any really like murder mystery movies that compare to it. Maybe like Knives, Knives Out. Out. I haven't actually seen <laughs> yeah. Knives Out, so I can't make a very good comparison. But I, from what I know about it, it seems similar in spirit. Um, but it's much more of a comedy movie than it is a. Yeah. Who I mean, it's a who done it, but like the who done it is just a vehicle to tell silly jokes. The mm-hmm. whole time. Have you ever seen the 2018 movie Game Night? No. no. It's these it's these people that have uh, come over or they invite people over for a game night and they do like a murder mystery party, but then like shit gets real and it's like a comedy and it's it's really good. So I would oh, say that seems fun. right up, yeah. like right on. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a little bit different. There's not like one setting where everyone runs around. It's Mm -hmm. it's a bigger scale um, as far as settings go. But uh, it's definitely get to get the same vibes, and it's a it's good time. Nice. So is it? Do you? What do you guys rate it? I'm a to see. It's great. You need to see it. I'm excited to rewatch it. 
yeah i'm i'm gonna give it a 2c i'm i'm actually kind of excited to like give it find those different cuts where those other endings aren't gonna like it won't be drained by the time i get to mm-hmm. the third ending because cool i think you know i definitely feel like i felt the length of just all the endings and i think probably the comedy bits in the last one probably didn't hit me so hard yeah it weighs down it's definitely weighed down by everything that comes before yeah yeah but definitely a great great movie i had a good time um yeah yeah it was fun it takes it's the pacing of this movie is kind of bananas actually because because like in the beginning it's just like one person at a time trickling in and mm-hmm. they're just doing like the the dog poop bit and they got yeah. they got doing bits on that and then you know it eventually crescendos to tim curry just running yeah <laughs> what was the payoff for the dog poop bit Everybody checking their shoes for dog shit. Everyone like walks in and they just smell it. Yeah. Yeah. What was the payoff? Was there any payoff for that? I remember I was specifically trying to remember it. The dogs are an illusion the whole time. The poop is not real. The dogs disappear after oh. the second viewing. They are not real. I'm gonna I don't kill myself. No, I have no idea. It's too much. I, the, dog, the dogs are like it's such a glaring inconsistency to me that the dogs just cease yeah. to exist. I yeah. mean, it kind of makes sense. Cause I remember because there's multiple ones. They they check their foot yeah. for I, a smell, and I don't know what the payoff was. No, I just I just think movie. it's one of those bits where uh, the longer it goes, the funnier it is. So yeah, like yeah. the first time you get like a smile, and then you get a chuckle, and then like you yeah. know, yeah. So I just I just think they kept they kept hammering it, and like there's there's so many bits in this movie. There's so, so many. many, and it you you definitely feel like the characters are in on the joke with you, but they never directly acknowledge the audience either. So it's a great, I just, yeah. it's fun. You it's feel fair. very involved, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. In it's on it. ex- yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. And it, I don't know. It's just, you get a, all these personalities clash together and they just pull it off pretty well. Like they don't really have personalities in the game. The personalities are completely created for the movie, and I think they yeah. did a great job. You are the so. personalities in the game. It's, yeah, it's great. So, definite 2C. 2C. Emily was supposed to have everything ready, like, with the website this week, and she doesn't. But she's close. Yeah. And we'll have that, too, shortly. And next week is Michael's turn. And does he know what he's going to be bringing you? Michael, what are you doing next week? And next week... I'm going to do a new thing. It's going to be to listen or not to listen. <laughs> and it's going to be on concept album, because I think they'd be smartest. And it's going to be the Mars Volta, Francis the Mute, because I'm getting it re-releases in the mail, and I'm really excited <laughs> about getting it. getting it really soon. I'm getting it yeah. real soon. Yeah, he's been Look really forward to it. It's going to be weird and fucked up, but really it's excited. Mars Volta, Francis the Mute. We don't talk about Go fucked up the story. things on this podcast. How well, dare you? Well, we're going to talk about a lot of abortions oh. that survived, oh. and killing, and murder, and priests raping, and oh, I almost it, made look forward joke. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to How could you not? Everybody's going to love it. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 They wear suits searching for new recruits. Communication is hard when biologically mute as morally superior soldiers of Christ forming opinions with mice. So don't ask their advice. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, what is the harm?
if a bunch of rabbits wanna get away from the farm But the lake is man-made and the baptism's fake There are rabbits in the wayside psychological states So what is it down?